0: Hi there, thanks for checking out this episode, a special UK pay-per-view episode of the Adity podcast. This episode, of course, is always brought to you by our lovely backers over at patreon.com forward slash Podcast, where if you sign up now, you can get access to over 100 hours of content. There is a lot of stuff there. We're talking about 90-some episodes of Smackdown Crawl. That's why we're doing this. We've actually reached this point in the timeline on Smackdown Crawl. We started all the way back in 99, and we're up there now past insurrection 2001 you can see the smackdown from the night after this we'll be covering it in the episode that has just gone up on our patreon page as well as that the bibliotech all those book report podcasts several parts each all of them at least two hours in length you've got q a episodes from myself adam and billy you've got video episodes from the three of us you've got all of the commentary tracks you've got all sorts of side ventures and goofs and gas all this and more as well as a minimum of three pieces of new content a month all this available if you become a lovely backer at patreon.com slash Podcast. and if you like the show and you enjoy the fact that there's not ads every two seconds why not say thanks and head on over there and get yourself a whole shed load of audio goodies but for now it's time to settle in get a little bit sepia toned and head back to the past of the united kingdom for insurrection 2001 <laughs> Everyone and welcome to the Adachia podcast. Bono 2 Man Power Triple UK pay per view special edition. Hey, it's me, your old pal, Honk Honk Captain Kevin Mann. Join us, I am always in these pay per views that are syncing up with a little show called Smackdown Crawl. Have you heard of it? There's nearly 100 episodes, and it's a lot of fun because I host it with my good friend. Adam Bibolo. Hey there, pal. How are
1: you doing today? I'm good. This has got such a Smackdown Crawl vibe of it, that when you were sat there at the start pressing record, I was like, he's trying to think of a rhyme for insurrection, isn't he?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No one tonight suffers? No. Mm. I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, all right. But for those of you who are numbering along with the UK pay-per-views, a little rhyme time for you right now. Here you go, (laughs) insert it in there. Good times, yeah, as always. One of, your best. one of your best. I always like having a UK pay per view time, Adam. Me too. It's always a little bit of a giddiness in the air. Yep. And I'm just back from holiday. Yep. So I'm extra excited for UK. I was so excited, right, coming back from holiday and not having watched a bit of wrestling in 10 fucking days. Mm-hmm. I was so excited that I was jazzed up for WrestleMania Backlash over on the How Wrestling Patriots. If you want to see some passionate discourse about almost versus Bobby Lashley (laughs) with my now fiance Joe that's over there on how to so I was very giddy Adam should be sitting there for insurrection with you, we've come up to it on the crawl. That's
1: it. You've just come back over the UK borders. You've been in the UK airport, surrounded by the flags. You and Joe have got all your buntings up here for the Queen's Jubilee just round the corner. Uh, uh, (laughs) That is a joke, folks. I want to retract that immediately. The the, the
0: 1916 Easter Rising bunting had been left up a little bit too long. We didn't get rid of it before our vacation, unfortunately.
1: But we always have a great time on these UK shows. And the editor put together a fabulous compilation of like the best of. Of the uk shows because we always have such a giddy fun energy reviewing those fun
0: times
1: and this one has fallen slap dab in the middle of the unknown period we're looking at the two-man power trip for the first time we're filling in the blanks on the timeline and it's
0: an unknown period and much like so i'm playing Baldur's gate for the first time at the moment and if you've not <laughs> if you've not okay if you've not seen any part of the map it's an unknown place right I see. but as a result the uncovered map is all dark right and i can't help but feel the in spite of the fact that of us uncovering this unknown area mm. we found it to be mostly insanely dark and bleak very Possibly dark the darkest contents that we've seen from the WWF just in terms of tone it's up there it's a bit fucking miserable it's at
1: really up there this is fucking <laughs> Avengers Infinity War of Smackdown Crawl right here
0: and I'm not talking miserable because we had a 27 minute tag team match for the main event of Backlash <laughs> I'm just talking like you know fucking miserable out shit with Austin being all ornery and yep. hitting people with chairs men, women announcers this that and the that's other that's it
1: there's not a lot of fun right now and our top baby face in the product at the minute is fucking Undertaker like and yeah I mean even <clears throat> I speak
0: for yourself the top baby face for me is Kane's barely attached arm
1: Kane's barely attending arm he's not around tonight he's not been on Smackdown crawl for the last week or so he's like... on the
0: pay-per-view poster he,
1: there he is as well. he was advertised for the pay-per-view as well I can tell you that much as like... was in
0: the WWE network in the description for this they said yeah. I was getting a Duchess of Queensbury rules match yeah. tonight now there's a fucking oversight how would you write that in by mistake
1: if ever the words card subject to change have been appropriate it's for this fucking show right here Goddamn
0: like... straight like
1: but it is a very miserable time Time. and like I say even if in the noughties you thought Undertaker bugger red was really cool and really badass he's hardly a fucking beacon of fun and positivity is he now Him, he himself is still like a very moody kind of character
0: and obviously you know the UK very cheery place mm. uh, sunshine rainbows brackets lollipops yes all these types of things usually we get with a UK pay-per-view and it was on that auspicious notion that we began a show that somehow was filmed on the VCR my dad got free when he bought a telly back in 1995 this
1: is the darkest and greyest show I think we've ever reviewed
0: yeah this is the darkest timeline not for the reasons you're thinking
1: no visually yeah uh, I'm talking season 8 Game of Thrones actually there's something wrong with your television I think you'll find nah, that's nah, what nah. it looks like here no
0: we're not talking about your fucking Harry Potter analogies we're talking about the white balance <laughs> is all wrong on this <laughs> as well. what is going what is it UK cameras are it's like gloomy that is what it looks like
1: it's like the fucking <laughs> opening of the UK office we just see like of grey shots of Slough but we're in the arena watching WWF wrestling.
0: Are we in Slough? This arena feels like it could have been in Slough. It's
1: desaturated and it's just a little underexposed and it made me very sleepy watching it. You need
0: this camera to get the full spectrum of colour that Eamon Holmes is bringing later (laughs) on in this show. Spoiler alert folks. Spoiler alert but we're getting them all. Grey, dark grey, light (laughs) grey, puce grey. They're all coming and you'll hear about
1: it here first. But look, we were excited as fuck about it this because darkest timeline or not uk shows are always daft they're always fun they're often at their best they're really silly sort of non-canon one-off special editions at their worst they're kind of a chaotic bizarro land adventure
0: and i think a nice thing about them as well is they always have that last day of school vibe to them as well Mm -hmm. and bear in mind even though we have this dark timeline There is enough to be happy about on this undercard and the midcard, which I think we were praising a lot in Backlash. Absolutely. And usually speaking, we get a bit more of a look in at those undercard, chaps. I mean, the UK pay-per-views is the only time we've ever seen Tiger Ali seen on pay-per-view. So usually we get the B tier, guys, which is usually... A cause for more hope in this trying time.
1: Absolutely. And of course, with it being a UK show, they're not going to fucking send out your main Raw commentary team. So we've got Michael Cole and Taz to look forward to. And the last time we saw Taz in the UK, he was the star of the show. He was the highlight of the whole pay-per-view. So I was
0: uber excited going into this. We start things off in May 2001, folks, with a cold open that was cold in saturation, content... And Jesus, it went on. Well, now, wait a minute. All right, you didn't make any (laughs) changes. And I damn sure didn't make any changes. So who made the changes? Well, your wife, you see. She's in town for a charity event. And she told me that if I didn't do this- My wife? I've had it about up to here,
1: okay? Look, these changes and all this crap my wife is putting me through is going to stop. Because I'm telling you right now, I said I would bend. But I'm not going to break. And that's it. No more tonight. No sirree tonight. There's not going to be any more changes. I'm the boss. Do you take orders from my wife? No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I don't take orders from my wife. And that's why tonight it stops. Right here. Come in. Tonight it stops. And we're going no further with it. There will be no other changes whatsoever. It won't matter what you say. No more. Hello, Vince. How are you? Um, I heard you were in town for, for the charity thing last night, and, and that, was, that was really admirable of you. I That was cool. I, Thank you very much. What are you doing suggesting these changes? Well, you know, Vince, change is sometimes good. Just like in our marriage, I took a look at the card tonight and thought there were some changes that needed to be made.
0: It was like an endless winter. This this felt like
1: a very you know the sort of Justice League reshoots where it's like oh he's got a fucking moustache but we just need to do it anyway otherwise the film's not going to make sense. Yeah, this
0: this whole office of, of William Regal it was actually CG'd in, <laughs> and uh, so Lord William Regal, Sir William Regal afterwards was uh, was weeping openly about oh, the lack of uh, of reality anymore. Oh, you still that. got
1: Hobbit fever, is what this is, Damn boy.
0: Straight baby, Cinema of a swill. Check it out. <laughs> this
1: is a very very what's the opposite of fun well, <laughs> what's the word I, i'm looking for i described
0: the vibe here because it still is wwf you got william regal and vince mcmahon in your cold open mm. so you know dollars are being spent i refer to this as a premium car boot live event yeah that makes sense that it feels like... like a car boot sale you have to pay 10 pounds to get into yeah
1: all right so this is a good one is it
0: is it yeah Oh no, it's oh am I car being
1: dreadfully scammed here mm. <laughs> it had all the energy of like them opening a new mall or something and they were like yeah here we are we're here to just make our appearances vince and regal are two of the best fucking performers week on week they're both gag men adam you massive know massive gag men <laughs> So where are the fucking gags here? Where's the fun? Where's the energy? Where's the life in any of this?
0: Okay, William, Vince, we have a little uh, I need I need a location. The commissioner's office. Okay. Uh well, we only have a room from the Holiday Inn in 2001, but we'll use that anyway. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. We'll make it, we'll make work. it work. And something has to happen with the show tonight. Card uh, subject to change. Okay, everything on the card is subject okay. to change. And here we go, everybody. And here we go. Um time to kill some time, pal. Ah. Uh, did you know that I'm um, uh, Here in the UK They've got uh, Something called Foot and mouth disease What's that all about It makes me uh, sick
1: Well you've heard There's been There's been, there's been a lot of rumours
0: But it makes me sick The idea that There's a foot and mouth disease You know It's almost like I'm I'm sick You know what I mean yeah yes and, um, and that's been
1: our show thank you everybody thank you very much for coming out tonight uh, the,
0: the buckets at the back there of course <laughs> we, we brought it to the free finish on our own backs anything you could give would be great for our train tickets home let's say like it is here You don't need to have this much explanation to explain that you're changing matches on this show. Well, it's long as well. This is a long
1: cold open.
0: Yeah. I would have just been happy with, like, I heard that my wife has made a few
1: changes. Well, I guess there's going to be a lot of unexpected surprisements tonight. Boom, start the show. No, we get four minutes of, like, let's go through with a fine-tooth comb all the changes to the card that my... My wife has made here
0: tonight. Yeah, because at the start, he doesn't know. He screams, Whom made these changes?
1: Yeah, he thought Regal made these changes himself. Yeah,
0: he accused the commissionership of going to his head and he's like, what are you doing? This commissionership has, has made you run out of control. Your ego's gone mad, William. You're, you're booking a two out of three falls match between Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Oh, the ego on Dude, him. Dude, fucking slow your roll. Oh my God. You're booking yourself in a match for the illustrious Queen's Cup.
1: Can you believe the Queen's Cup is being defended here tonight, Kevin?
0: Can you believe the Queen's Cup is being conceived, defended, and forgotten Whoa. about all here tonight? Hey now, the Queen's Cup goes. Back fucking
1: centuries in the world of polo, it is one of the highest accolades anyone can aspire to. You're game. getting
0: in bed with Billy Keable too much, so you're coming with your fucking <laughs> polo and uh, oh, don't get me started on the rainfall in Taiwan at this time of year. <laughs> fucking maddening. So uh, Vince does let out an impressive my right That was the highlight of this segment for sure. Wow, uh, wow, well, well, we were Vince McMahon in the house. We're 90 seconds in, folks, and they've made it seem like an eternity. But Linda. She's got an agenda of her own, Adam. Mm. She couldn't let sleeping dogs lie. You couldn't give us the big show versus test. You had to go and change things up there, didn't you, Linda? You just couldn't let us have the big show versus test. And they meant to say there's a four-team elimination match. Yeah. But they're rushing. And also, big mayhem in Manchester, sleepy vibes here. Massively. I was led to believe we were having a 14-team elimination. And his ego is getting in the way like, it's this best of this best-of-14-tables match. And then Vince goes, I'll tell you one thing, William, there's not going to be any more changes here tonight. No. It's Linda McMahon. She's here at the Premier
1: Inn. Linda is literally here in Earl's Court, baby. And uh, you do everything in the interest of fairness. Oh? I do everything in the interest of the WWF fans
0: I don't know the look the, the clothing the hairpiece the setting it was like she was doing everything in the interest of the Tory city council here oh, the look oh, of her hair oh she'd love them wouldn't she, she? would wouldn't they she they would get
1: on like a house on
0: fire yeah sorry you actually have to successfully be elected to get onto the city council <laughs> even if you're in a rotten borough Oh, you can't sit with us but yeah sorry sorry <laughs> fucking loser you know, lads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Regal's face during the interaction between Vince and Linda was very good I could yes. just about make it out he was yeah. going and doing Doing his stuff there vince is uh is upset but i'm not entirely sure what he is upset about like he just goes off with a, with a big big huge bender here now he's jumping off the walls now forgive me for giving a shit about the storyline but I'm pretty sure on raw before this she had said that they were putting the divorce on ice because yeah. she had booked taker versus austin for judgment day and vince was like mm. fine I'll do that if you put the divorce on ice for now, which she agrees to. Yes. And as far as we know, until they go out arm-in-arm later on the invasion, that is the end of the divorce storyline. That's it, yeah. So why is he all pissed off? He's, you know, you're not getting divorced anymore, And it's
1: not even like any of the changes she's made are like to get at Vince. It's just like, she says, I thought the fans deserved the best show possible. And Vince is furious about that concept. Goddamn booking.
0: Big show in a match, not against Test. <laughs> I that, that was finally going to be rid of that long-haired, sexy bastard.
1: I think it's pure pettiness is what it is. It's like Vince has just like arranged everything the way he wants it to be in the kitchen. And then Linda's come in <laughs> after him. And it's just started moving things around. He's like, God damn it. There's nothing major going on here. He's just annoyed.
0: Right, I'll tell you what. There's one thing that I have really got my ears open for every time I start listening to a wrestling show. Does not mm-hmm. matter if I'm watching... Live bit of dynamite during the week. If I'm watching a premium live event on the WWE content exchange you interface,
1: it doesn't
0: matter if I'm watching a bit of SmackDown crawl. Adam, the opening salvo that firing shot from my lead announcer who says, Hey, you're fucking it's interaction. Welcome, I'm in your house. That's so important. Yes, we get invited into our homes by the tiniest little Michael Cole yeah. I ever here The big man has changed the landscape of direction! Hello everybody and welcome to a raucous, crowded, rocking, sold out old court in London Hello everyone, Aww. it's me Michael Cole Who apparently was rushed out here yep. at the last minute because JR got the flu Yeah so it's fucking Cole mate, he had it literally Michael Cole's Remember this is like three days after
1: the Smackdown crawl we just did Where Michael Cole has a very croaky voice all night Taz, I can barely speak Like, So it's no fucking wonder but JR, JR's not going to work sick. Cole gets to work sick instead. Yeah, <laughs> like, I
0: mean, well, I'll tell you what, JR working sick, I'm sure, wouldn't be fun for fucking anyone. No. But Paulie and Michael Cole. Paul Heyman. I've never been
1: less excited I to see I think you'd be Paul all Hay- over this. No, because I was literally sat there with like my Taz foam finger and my flag, <laughs> like, here we go, baby. I want to hear all about that brown beer we have here in England. <laughs> and it's Paul Heyman and Cole, which is a bizarre. And don't get me wrong, I'm up for a new combination. Yeah, I
0: I was just happy that for me, the completions in my head finally got this rare iteration, you yeah. know, this weird combo of two guys together who have never, as far as I know, Never had done... I think... I've never heard of it. There was one night before the ECW reunion show where Heyman popped on commentary with Cole and Taz, I think. Right. How do you think they got on as a pairing? Most... You know what? It's really hard to
1: judge it by this. They were mostly fine but I think they suffer from the same problem that everyone suffers with on this card, is that they seem really fucking jet-lagged and yeah. sleepy. Heyman so, is,
0: is bringing the energy. Cole is absolutely not. Well,
1: Heyman will bring the energy later on. He takes a little while to wake up, I think, t- throughout this show. Like Heyman starts off quite sleepy as well. So it's hard to judge them as an announced team based on just this one performance alone.
0: And I'll tell you what it does. It makes me appreciate JR because, you know, there's probably a school of thought that jr and Heyman, because Heyman is always needling jr mm. and sometimes you get gold, and there's a few occasions where they get maybe bogged down in their personal <laughs> interactions, carried away. which secretly I fucking love. favourite. But there is probably a school of thought that, hey, Michael Cole being there with Heyman, and Cole is more of a sponge to absorb That's insults. It. Whipping boy. You know, I think Cole gets on a lot better with Taz and King than often jr does even yes. at a points. Agreed. But there's also a lot to be said about Heyman himself needing someone who can get bristly with him. Because yes. he's firing pop shots at Michael Cole and he's like, thank you sir, may I have another? Yeah. And Heyman's like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he needs a sparring
1: partner and he's not getting one in Michael Cole. Taz
0: is like, just ignore him Cole. You know, And if he comes at you with one of them blank checks, don't sign him. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good's gonna come of it, okay? Look, before
1: we get into the actual show itself here, I just want to go over the card that was advertised to us. Oh,
0: I saw for this and I I didn't think I could be upset and then there was one match in particular that did leave me upset that we didn't get
1: honestly I'm glad I didn't look at this before watching the show because the heartbreak from Taz not being here was bad enough but the heartbreak from not getting some of these matches would have fucking killed me so the main event was going to be Austin and Undertaker for the title we were going to get Triple H versus Kane for the Intercontinental title again would have been all over that Benoit versus Regal for the Queen's Cup
0: that's the one I was really excited about all over about. that yes, yes please
1: Jericho versus Angle that would have been a fucking barn burner absolutely. as well absolutely a battle royal of Lita, Tristratus, Ivory Jackie and Molly Holly for a title shot against China absolutely yes please some women's wrestling Yeah, for well, they
0: announced a few times they were still advertising the battle royal as the show was going on mm-hmm. and like I was just excited from like I'm always excited about battle royales around this time because I'm like well who you got like that's you it know? let's see maybe Luna's still knocking around for all you these- <laughs> <laughs> like
1: Eddie Guerrero versus Tess for the European title nice little Wrestlemania rematch Crash Holly versus Dean Malenko versus Spike there Dudley there you
0: fucking go oh baby yes
1: Grandmaster Sexay versus Rhino <laughs> fuck yes give me that who can and, gore themselves through a bus first and my definite match of the night if this were to happen hardcore holly versus perry saturn yes fucking please what a card. Co- take my money i'm coming to Earl's court baby i want to see this show
0: well they, if you would have been a fan back then who was who had the money for it they would have taken your money and there was a lot of grumbling about it it seems that fans are yes, obsessed
1: people were furious about this show
0: because you know I take it as a given now. Like I've been to I've been to WWE so many times just from it being like around, like you know, yeah. oh yeah, it's on. All right, I get you know. It's it's not a special thing to go see no. WWE live. Like for me, it absolutely isn't anymore. But like back, back in, in these days, days, yeah. I mean, if I was you know I would have been 13, just 13 around the time of this, mm-hmm. and I would have been rare and school. I wouldn't have thought in a million years my parents would ever let me go to or take me to mm-hmm. a wrestling show. But I wouldn't have been pissed if I was given that advertised That's and then something it. else. You That's know? the
1: magic of UK shows is these wacky and weird cards where it's like, get this, Shane McMahon. Like, you want the really unusual, unexpected, like, I'm not going to see this on telly, so I really got to see it in person. No, it's like, like they
0: put it through some sort of AI house show generator. They, absolutely. They fed all those combatants in Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We don't get any of those matches tonight, folks. But we do get opening things up. One of his last appearances, I think, before he's going to go bye-bye for a, a good long while. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero taking on the hometown boy, Grand Manchester Sexay. We're not even in Manchester. I I can dream. A boy can dream, all right? Cole's voice is already gone. He's yeah. not even here at the start of it. Nothing to lose. And we need him
1: to have his biggest voice to hide the fact that the crowd aren't making a peepee either. They are very, very sleepy off the bat.
0: Here. Excuse me, Adam. This crowd have got horns to buttress their lives. Okay, okay, they're noisy, but but not in the right way. Like you know, if you go to the if you if you go to the car boot sale, there's loads of people banging on air horns. Like, oh no, I went to one of these car boot sales. Look. I could say a lot of things about this match. You could say it's lazy, it's by the book, it's by the numbers, they're mm-hmm. sleepwalking through it. Sure, fine. Yes. But I'm happy to watch two pros sleepwalk when one of the pros is giving me straight Memphis and I'm getting a little bit of that Mexican lucha libre gold as well. Yeah. The slightest bit of athleticism from Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Lads, there's much more work going on between the sunglasses and the goggles than the actual <laughs> wrestlers themselves. But I
1: still was laughing and clapping my hands. Highlight of this match for me is Grandmaster Sexay trying to powerbomb Eddie and landing on his ass. <laughs> Couldn't manage. It. Eddie
0: Guerrero working that he can't dance when you mm. know the man's got fucking moves. You know he does. You know he does, but he's there trying. doing like the Elaine dance, like yeah. Vicky and Eddie Guerrero both good at pretending not to be That's able to it. dance. The Guerrero family trait. Excellent heel heat. Excellent signs in the crowd tonight. I was uh, mm. picking up on a few. A lot. I don't know if you saw this one, recently released. I bought Road Dog on eBay. Oh, (laughs) that's Andrew McManus holding that sign in the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, you just need a brown paper bag full of money orders. It's like money. It works. It's
1: fine. And I've got my eye on that Grandmaster Sexy chap there. I think he's going to do a great job with one of my tour buses.
0: Gas up the bus. We got some
1: signees coming in. I don't... Wait, did any...
0: Did, did he work a match for the-
1: Eddie was there
0: once he did, in the at one WWE time as well. yeah. This is the thing. Two thousand and one. There are so many people that come and go. You know like, what? As well, mm-hmm. there was a, obviously about this. Not only was this being broadcast on pay per view in the UK, where else it was broadcast. It was, they were shown it live in Australia. Yep. We got one or two times where they like, hey, if you're joining us at four a.m. in Australia, <laughs> well, Andrew McManus he never goes to sleep, nah. man. Okay, <laughs> money never sleeps, and neither does Saint Andrew. Yeah. He was too busy sifting through the guzzoline when he looked up and he
1: saw that. Hey, hang on a minute. There's actually still a bit of a market for this stuff.
0: I like that he is feared wildly from polite Australian promoter to fucking biker La hoodlum Oi, what's going on here then it
1: depends what mood I'm in
0: yeah. I, want, I want to book a fucking wrestling show which
1: Andrew McManus are we going to get tonight
0: I thought that they made the crowd heat up by the end like, they did yeah. by the antics alone they were dancing they won them over the goggles do nothing as the hip hop drop misses Eddie rolls up and even though he's a completely out of position it is still impressive the ring awareness he manages to get his feet on the ropes somehow which With the Mahistral cradle Very impressive Just in time
1: for the three He finally manages to get that dirty pin in there (laughs) The
0: the lack of chemistry was a bit palpable afterwards Where Cole was like Just trying to care And he's like Paul come on give me a break And Paul's like Didn't even say anything (laughs) Like he was just waiting for him to be like Oh it was great that he cheated And he's just like (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: going to be a long night at the office tonight Cole
0: If you think I'm putting over Jerry the King Lawler's kid's to his credit! I will do no such thing, Michael Cole. Backstage, Stephanie McMahon and Hunter are very calm about tonight's proceedings because they have a handicap match against the Undertaker, and it's very easy. Oh, nothing
1: gets me more excited for my main event than seeing some calm heels backstage. Like baby. it,
0: like it a lot, Triple H and Stephanie making their way through that gum. They were very, very calm and collected. Highlight of this is Triple H calling England a off Oh, <laughs> And I'll tell you what, as well, the only thing that got more heat than these two nastily heels from me was the fucking echo in this room. Oh, I know. Where are they? Season two of the Azure podcast by the sounds of Things. <laughs> oh, they were doing this
1: bit in Bristol, were they? In a hostel.
0: Coming up next, Terry Perry. Deanie taking on the extended Holly clan. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. We were told it's six person tag team yes. match Here we go. Terry coming out in assumedly the SmackDown 2 inspired all women on the roster wrestle in mini skirts and wedge yep. heels. Okay. I would love to look forward to seeing how she's gonna work in this. If you remember you know she did a lot of the promotional campaigning for the previous Attitude Era WWE UK shows. Yep she would go to Manchester and she would hang out with the boys at Old Trafford they'd made her like a kaiju if you remember that one time and she was big and she walked around <laughs> and they were like the WWF and Terry Reynolds are going to destroy the United Kingdom <laughs> no idea what you're referencing. So fans at home they know. They fucking. It takes the guy who didn't try to do Godzilla podcast twice to let you know (laughs) which of these athletes happened to be depicted as a kaiju it was terry folks all i'm saying is terry's got a special place in the uk's heart at this point in time absolutely so them teasing a match with terry what do you mean teasing we're getting it right now six person tag it's coming up no more changes remember well it's up to terry Runnels to break all her hearts. she cuts a promo where she says that there's no wrestling boots in england and i'm like right not that I have an encyclopedic knowledge of her wrestling boots or anything, but it's hard. Like, J.R. will be the first to tell you that Terry Ronalds doesn't wear no fucking wrestling boots the best of she times. She never has. And never will. No. She'll bring a gun to the ring, <laughs> but not wrestling boots. So I thought her her excuse that there were no wrestling boots in the UK... To be suspect at best mm-hmm. at him. Flimsy. And Jerry the King Lawler is not here. But the ghost of Jerry Lawler is. Aww. Which unsuccessfully haunts. And takes over the minds and bodies. Of Paulie and Cole. Who try and put over the salacious nature. Of Terry potentially wrestling. In that short skirt of hers. And they're like. Hey did you see the skirt there Paul? Oh my. And Paul's like. Yeah, it's like two teenage boys who are horny, but they're yeah. too awkward to talk to each other about what they're turned on by. So yeah. like, yeah, she is wearing a short skirt, but uh, I don't know what, what the big deal is. I never
1: thought I'd say this. But it's, it's torn. It's, it, it's torn. You see there's a tear in it there, Paul? Oh my. Mm. I wonder what'll happen. Oh I, my. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it actually makes me realise that Jerry has a knack for being a pervert. He does.
0: At least. <laughs> like... At least. At least. We can make fun of him and move on. This sounds like your dad has walked in while you're playing SmackDown 2, and that loading screen has come up. You know the one or one of the ones. Oh, I see why you like this game so much. Yeah, yeah and instead of that, it's like, well, Tris Stratus, that's a that's quite a low cush top there. Imagine if she wrestled in that. <laughs> it's reboot on, is it? <laughs> We'll stand there for a couple more minutes and leave then afterwards. If
1: I didn't know you were an N64 kid, I think this is a very specific story from your childhood. You know, this is what
0: I'm expecting that Cousin Owen went through. You know, <laughs> over there in the house playing the PS1 like a fucking idiot. I'm just saying, it made me pray for the sweet release of Jerry the King Lawler. Weird, innit? Somehow, isn't it? What a weird, weird feeling. Huh, guess it's true. England is bizarre all in. <laughs>
1: nice sign in the crowd here. Stasiak stole
0: my tape recorder. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> or people are in the audience. That's it, these are hardcore fans. But we get
0: the people messaging us in on Patreon going, oh, is that this show? It's those people yeah. right there. <laughs> I have to point out the worst, most low effort fake laugh from Michael Cole ever. Oh no. Ha-ha-ha. Yeah, 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 I know. The king of fashion, Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Ha. It's like Cesar Romero is the joker, but he's been told that there's been an accident before the take like. <laughs> They need you at the hospital, Caesar. <laughs> who, 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 what?
1: Or do you remember when they announced the most recent Wario Land game and he had Charles Martinair being like, It's me, Wario. Ah, ha, ha. There's a pandemic on, so I'm recording this in my bedroom. Ha, ha. Have
0: a rotten day. Lord knows I'm having it. <laughs> my fair share of rotten days. <laughs> Jesus. In the last few months, but. Uh... There was no uh, Wario voiceover in the new WarioWare game. I wonder why that was. Yeah, was good, just as well I didn't buy it in the end. Yeah, it's just, uh, just not worth it, is it? Like, you know? Couldn't get
1: Chris Pratt on short enough
0: notice to <laughs> step in. It's me, Wario, by the power of Jesus Christ and Carlik <laughs> because we know he likes it, folks. Right, I'm happy to see this, this this group. You know, Even if we're not getting the women involved, I thought it's shortchanged in Molly Holly and then some. Massively. Because Molly comes in twice in the match. She stands on the apron. Ah, uh, no one's told her it's her Hall of Fame speech all over this again. Is, oh God! And you know what? Backstage, we'll let you wrestle the match, and we'll put it up, you know, on on YouTube. And Jesus Christ! In full, in full, That's no so edits, horrible. no lighting, in That's full. So shit fucking awful isn't it like she does the two spots with terry where she rolls around a bit and i was like
1: your typical shite your
0: typical shy." which is like all right the cat's not booked here tonight but <laughs> literally like i look terry runnels is the old pro with the rolling around business but yeah. for, for molly is like her doing that and then her stand on the apron like with bob and crash it just like made it seem a bit tragic it's really upsetting It's is so beneath her I'll tell you now You were excited To see the pairing Of Bob Holly And Perry Saturn. Yes But the fucking Three minutes These lads are interacting (laughs) Fucking hell Someone called the police I'd like to report A robbery of any Fucking cohesiveness And teamwork (laughs) In this my God! Yeah. What happened? The state of this is so clunky. Was Bob like thrown askew by the blonde die job on Perry's goatee and he couldn't work? I think Bob's still riding high. If you remember,
1: not three days ago, he got
0: a victory over Kurt Angle he on did. SmackDown. He did. So he's like, I'm going to take the weekend off now, because. <laughs> yeah, and he decides this mid move because there's a point where he picks Perry up on his shoulders. Mm. Kind of like he's Picking up kind of like For you know like Austin Austin Buster Type of thing Dump yes. him down And then he just Kind of looks around And Perry starts Climbing off him Then he just stops And he's go Blump uh. And Michael Cole's like I don't know what They're thinking of doing There Paul I think he lost his grip No, 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 no. That's
1: submissions only aren't nah, I
0: know that's Taz He's not here tonight oh, please you Can't just can't fucking just pretend Pretend like Please You need to do Low energy Paul Heyman <laughs> 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 No not like that Like this <laughs> I did like the interactions between Crash and Dean. These guys had a good pace. Yep, they were you know good fit for each other. Again, Dean Malenko, someone we're not going to be seeing a whole lot of no. in a, shortly, or Crash for that matter. But there is just kind of a lot of miscommunications. We get another interference spot from Terry. I did like they did the big swing on Terry. At one point. Yes. You know, that was that was, it was fun. a little bit of fun. But it felt like the promo beforehand and the interference at the start and the end was literally so they could stick a camera right up Terry's skirt yeah. at the end. It was like the, the the UK press were here in spirit. That's it. If not at ringside. The gutter press. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty sloppy. And then we had the moss-covered, three-handled family, Grugunza. Yeah. For the... It sounds like a, a sound effect from a Chaos Comic size. <laughs> brass Uh, (laughs) cunt the radicals pick up the win in a match that was too sloppy to be enjoyable for my liking
1: yeah I would have felt ripped off by that on a house show never mind on a fucking pay-per-view oh Jesus Christ Okay, (laughs) coming up next Paul we got a special look at William Regal coming back to his home country what's he been up to in London
0: the WWF commissioner William Regal back here in my home country of England around civilized people for a change I've been doing you know online interviews uh, press interviews television interviews and I'm continuing my role as goodwill ambassador
1: now come on UK shows, some of the biggest gold we have got is like, Delo Brown going around on the streets of London, what's he going to get up to? Like him in front of the Big
0: Ben, going, you better recognise him yeah. in his head.
1: It's so much fun. William Regal is one of the biggest characters we have in the entire company right now. This is going to be gold.
0: Adam, this had all the pomp and circumstance of a chapter describing the long-term effects of renutrient. Oh, Jesus. He sweat. was so matter-of-fact and cold in, this, in explaining... What he was doing. My my quote of this entire segment is, it's nice to be home, yeah. Why is it shot like a hostage video then? It's so horrible. It's so. I like. I was writing down the money. I was writing down, like, where am I sending the money to? Like, how did we get him home
1: safe? Like, Yeah, I've been doing interviews. I did an interview for the internet,
0: uh, Sky Sports. I've got a signing coming up at HMV as well tomorrow afternoon. Did you know, who was it? The, there was on some kind of... It wasn't T4, but there was some sort of a shiny yeah, shiny. Yeah, I, I thought this was an show. Irish lad
1: or something. He did like, look Irish, but I, yeah. I, couldn't
0: have, I couldn't have told you what it was. a while. No idea who that was. Not yeah. someone I ever watched as a kid. I was straight on to the old MTV2 and Kerrang! at that point. <laughs> you know, digital TV took away my innocence music-wise, as far as I'm
1: concerned. This is... Legitimately, one of the most miserable things I've ever sh- seen on a UK pay per view. You really. know
0: who actually saved the day? It mm. were the English fans. It was the fans working they here. They were yeah. the fans were loving every second of working yeah. here. There, William Regal's number one <laughs> is is totally English. And he's not- <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit of best of British Adam of what I'll say right here. They they did their man proud. Yeah,
1: we got a message for William Regal from our Queen, and the Queen says, Kick Benoit's bloody bum. I oh,
0: don't know about that here tonight, folks. Oh no, don't have to worry about
1: that at all.
0: Do they think that was a way to get some heat for him? Was that we'd ruin the card and blame it on the commissioner. Ah, <laughs> uh, you thought you were getting all this? Not tonight, nah, folks. I don't think so. So Regal Regal just comes into an HMV and goes, Oh, I didn't expect such a crowd. Like, with all the glumness of a man realising that wrist is going to be sore in two hours time, boy. Yeah. He literally, the, the quote is like,
1: oh, I'm going to speak to each and every one of you, so let's get on with it, shall we?
0: I've been to those types of sign-ins. It's one of the reasons I don't like going to sign-ins anymore. Yeah. And it's no shame or shade thrown on the wrestlers themselves. No. Or the fans who... It's a very important moment for them. Of course. A little bit of shade on the people who come with the fucking 20 stack of uh, action different. figures. Yeah. That's different. But like... I've just been to so many of those where it's either one or two things. One, it's some wrestler who's such a fucking passionate person who wants to be there for every single person. Mm-hmm. And they work themselves into near death. When we saw Jim Ross, for instance, yes. he was fit to keel over when we saw him at the end. Oh, the, the queue afterwards, he must have been there for a good two hours after the and show. Because we like... he was like, to his fucking detriment, he was like, I'm going to spend a few minutes with every single yes. fucking person. And then I've seen ones I remember when I saw, like Nick Bockwinkle and Sergeant Slaughter, and like there was a PR man who was wrapping them up and taking them away, and they're like, What? But not?" And all the fans yeah. like, Fuck you! Fuck the WWE! Mm. Fuck them all! Show me my ECW bomber jacket afterwards, I'm so upset. <laughs> so, like the vibe was just all wrong you know the ideal one you want to go see someone like Sammy Zane in the Smith's toy store when the shop is really like on its way down but Sammy hasn't quite reached that level of superstardom, you know everyone's going in you can pick up a few amiibo on the way out you'd be grand (laughs) no long queues yeah but yeah, for me, this was this reminds me of every bad sign-in that ever. That's a
1: to... Bit of a bummer. You know, literally, just side note, like three nights ago, we went to see a screening of The Room in Manchester and Greg Sestero was there doing a Q&A and like a little meet and greet afterwards. I bet he's got
0: loads still left to talk about. With that, it was it?
1: such... Like, that they have drained every drop out of that really? man. Really? Like, it was so fucking horrible and like such a bummer. He's like completely dead behind the eyes. Oh and no. just, Yeah, it was... Like, you can tell that he's still... <laughs> He wants to do this, and he's enjoying but some there's of this. there has to do it. Level there's, d- of it right? there's definitely that sort of level of obligation. and The turnout wasn't great, and there's just a lot of like. Oh no! So has, has anyone got any questions from the uh, anyone like? What's What's Tommy Wiseau like? Oh, uh, you know, he's a like a real vampire kind of crazy character of a
0: guy. What's Tommy Wiseau up to these days? Well, we haven't hung out for a little while now. Uh, Well, Greg, you shouldn't have ran opposite Alan Partridge, which is where I was in the same night. (laughs) William Regal, obviously, they're worried that he's going to get a big reaction from the hometown fans. Let's hope not. He cuts an anti-crowd promo to his... Is it his cousin or his uncle? His uncle. His uncle.
1: Don't worry, uncle. Everything's going to be okay. This crowd, they're going to love me. They're going to think I'm absolutely bloody brilliant.
0: I thought he was going to be like, I have these pillocks eating out of the ham of my fucking hand. (laughs) But instead he was like, well, you know, they've not got much to cheer for Lennox Lewis. Didn't do so well recently. Prince Azine not a good showing like was that enough you would have been British back then in that 2001 that is nowhere near enough like those Wait. are decent enough sports figures but that's not going to send the crowd fucking rabid is no, it no not for
1: a lot of there is a lot of wrestling fans that like sports but there's a lot of wrestling fans like me who is like this is the only kind of thing remotely sport adjacent that I like have a pop at anything else in England
0: like, a prime he- minister of Pakistan <laughs> Okay. not anything else <laughs> not
1: anything else but like have a little go at like remember before when he did that, his, his other England promo he had to go at everyone that was on the dole and saying yes. how like, they're all sort of scratting around at Christmas because they're all so <laughs> fucking skint. Like, that's way more offensive and better heat than going after a casual mention of Lennox Lewis. So I, lazy. I want
0: him to have a man on the street segment in the UK called the About <laughs> with William <Rico. laughs> This week on the About, we're in Scunthorpe to look at some working men's clubs that have fallen on hard times. There's a man here rolling a
1: cigarette with a Bet Fred slip. This is bloody miserable around here, isn't it? <laughs> this is naff if William Regal can't work with an imaginary uncle on the other end of the phone then who can he work with oh
0: Jesus the enthusiasm not mustered for the big spot I mean come on now let's get Excalibur in here show you boys how it's done Michael Cole issues like now uh, we're coming back for uh, <laughs> we're, coming, we're coming back in uh, rebellions in Manchester and then him's like yeah man rebellion if you're gonna have a show called rebellion it should be right here in the UK <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's available now. You do have to pay for it now. You do have to pay for it. Unlike the other ones which are free. And keep that in mind. Like, that's it. That's it, right? This,
1: this is something that was touched on in the Observer newsletter is how that the UK fans were used to getting for free Major pay-per-views on television, and be nine ninety-nine.
0: We would get the UK shows, but all twelve of the mainline ones, all free.
1: I don't even know about nine. I thought it was like nineteen ninety-nine. I it, remember it, you know, being, it was
0: nine ninety-nine. Then it went up to fourteen ninety-nine right. around this time. I
1: remember UK pay-per-views being the kind of price where
0: I was like, I'm not even going to ask mum and yeah. dad because they're not going to buy me this. Like, so they did us, go up to the proper premium. Like one, once they started charging for the regular pay-per-views, you were 24 right. 30 quid. But when
1: you're used to seeing the likes of Royal Rumble two thousand on TV for free and stuff like yeah. that, and and then you're paying for the privilege of seeing this fucking sleepy desaturated grey miserable show no wonder people were fucking upset
0: I don't think I ever actually bought one of the UK live pay per views no
1: I had the VHS's occasionally like they yeah, would make that, their way yeah. around school but I never watched any of these
0: live but I just figured it wasn't worth the hassle nah you know like, I, like very early memory for me is like watching Wrestlemania 15 live mm-hmm. and you think about Wrestlemania 15 and like that caliber of show just not in terms of match quality which is like it's a big headline show and mm. uh, this is like what they were really hoping for at the time was that they thought that you would think that you were getting something different something special Yes. like this is a marketing practice that was built on ignorance basically it's, it's genuinely a bit of a con these UK like, shows I hope you don't know what you have you want to see Mulan
1: now don't you you want to pay 20 quid and see the live action Mulan today rather than in two months time you want to see
0: like... the fabulous Mulan in the corner of but... the cat as she takes on Terry Reynolds in an arm wrestling contest with Mae Young in her corner right <laughs> it happens only at Insurrection yeah For a premium. It's fucking ridiculous. It's a swindle, is what it is. Hey, Big Show's in the house. Oh,
1: Christ.
0: And there was, like, kind of a delayed reaction where they showed me the bit of test getting worked over and injured. He got beaten up on SmackDown. We'd seen yeah. him from Rhino and Big Show. Raw, Triple H put him through a table because. No need. God, God knows he hasn't gotten enough fucking licks in on him. Like, Triple H working over test Do you ever play, like, a game like Earthbound or whatever? And after a while, it's like, yeah, you don't get experience for this anymore. <laughs> Like, you know, this is Triple H walking over to... His...
1: You've squeezed every drop out of this now, did you? It's simply
0: not worth your time, yet no. alone any of our time anymore. Now, there was a delayed reaction, as I said, from them showing that to... And Big Show walking out to the ring, sauntering, to then the announcers being like, What's Big Show doing out here? I guess he's going to give us a piece of his mind, Michael Cole. Oh, shit, we're getting an in-ring segment... From Big Layover, Paul Weiss.
1: This era of Big Show, as well. Like this era of Big Show is already so unmotivated and so sleepy and so ridiculed on a regular basis, and now he's got jet lag as well. Fucking sign me up. This baby. is like a rave.
0: It's like, oh, don't cut Fucking 10 minutes, <laughs> He's actually gonna do it. Watch <laughs> it. He's actually gonna do it. This era of Big Show, which is like so egregious, that it triggered an Ofsted inspection for OVW. <laughs> These private schools down there in Kentucky, they're doing things by their own way, and like, I mean, they think they're teaching them, but they're not
1: really. Ah. VW got put in special
0: measures because of the big show. (laughs) To remove the principal, Jim Cornette, like. (laughs) Let me tell you something. I don't come over to a rinky dink island to deal with an indistinct carcass meat. He got yellow adders, baby. Oh, what's yellow riders It's when you're a coward and then at thirty minutes and thirty-five, the man devolved into full-on Don Vito. Big show, test, is- I know you're back! Get out of here and face me! Get out of here, you yellow bellied coward! Come on, Tess! Get her as she all over here Folks, this is the high point of the pay-per-view, just so you know. <laughs> he demands Tess comes out so he can raise his hand to prove that he is a coward. Yellow-itis. What?
1: Yellow-itis. What were they teaching this
0: man down there? I need to see them fucking <laughs> Were they doing advance. anything? What the fucking hell? It was something else. Oh, here comes Test. In his natural state, kayfabe injured. I've but never why? seen a man that they have put on the shelf for a storyline, more often in this vigorously test, yeah, assessed. and
1: not so that he can have some time off or anything. No, 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 so that he can st- come out on TV and be injured in front of everybody. Like,
0: but like, it's not even a case that Test's going to come out big shows like give because Test is like he's covered in bandages. He's got like, the tape on his ribs. He's wincing, so it takes him three minutes to get into the fucking mm-hmm. ring. And they basically have a match, kind of. Like, but Test so- works a hope spot or two. Yeah, you know, like it goes. They go back and forth. And then I'm reminded on commentary by Michael Cole, Big Show still upset and Paul that 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 test interfered in that last man standing match at yeah. Backlash, and where's Shane McMahon? No,
1: forget about him. Bam, he non-factor. He's messing around with the WCW overseas. Fucking
0: Jim Ross probably has the flu from shaking hands of sixty people. He thinks he's starting a promotion for in a week's time. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> I don't know where Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo have been. <laughs> so yeah, we get a long old fucking bit, and then we get Big Show back on the mic. Yep, gassed even more. Yep, and this is one nobody. Especially those of you in the back can stop me because of this is my planus. <laughs>
1: my it's a giant's world, Kevin.
0: That's it what is. It is. <laughs> it is, figuratively and literally. Well, what's the next logical
1: step for this segment? Test has been crushed by Big Show. Big Show says nobody in the
0: back. I think it's someone in the back. No, we get my <laughs> music. What did he fucking go through down there in OVW? Puberty? Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look who it is! Michael Cole announces it's Bradshaw of the APA! Okay. Well, remember, they had Bradshaw in Frequent good business with them before. They've just beaten him up and bullying him, if you remember. Oh, God. no. Well, they, they literally
1: just sold him. Like, a few weeks ago on SmackDown, to remind everyone, Big Show was looking for a friend. He was looking for a partner. And he was like, The APA is great
0: because I can just buy their friend. Shut up. <laughs> they literally wanted
1: nothing to do with it. They reserved the right to turn away any
0: customer they feel. So, how long into this brawl did you figure if it was going to be a match or not? Because I was dying to know.
1: I, well, as soon as Bradshaw came out, I was like, okay, well, this must be a match. Because there's no logical... Ri- like, Brad's not going to get on the mic and start talking about yellow-itis or whatever. This is going to have to be something.
0: He's just there because he was at the... Um... The night before, they did a charity do. Yes. And I think because he did well at the charity do, he gets the big spot here. I guess so. This is the low life because they send this crowd into a coma. I'm not surprised.
1: Because what's Bradshaw got to do with Big Show? Absolutely nothing. Bradshaw's here. Where's Farouk? Not going to tell you. The bell's ringing. Why is the bell ringing? Don't know. The referee just decided we're going to have a match now. So. I'll tell
0: you why the bell is ringing, Adam. Because it's fucking Galoot Fest 2001. <laughs> and these boys have brought their dancing shoes. Well, you know
1: what? I will say, as soon as I saw Bradshaw get in between the ropes, I was like, actually... If I want to see someone take Big Show's head off, it would be Bradshaw with that arm of his. So. Yeah,
0: but like, it's one of these things where, like, it was to the extent I'm like, "What has Big Show actually done now? Like, he has been verbally humiliated by himself and has now yep. been physically assaulted by Bradshaw. It's all here, folks: low impact shoulder tackles." clubbing forearms mm-hmm. stiff elbows that work for no one except for bradshaw's sense of satisfaction <laughs> he beats the shit out of him yes he does yeah you better think twice before doing your job I don't know what it's, <laughs> 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 and we get shots throughout the match you know to fire up the crowd of like test being like
1: <gasps> he's still there we got the, the, the british emts came out in their nice yellow and green jackets to help test out but then they just sort of let him lie there and Tess just hangs around ringside for the rest of this match. He was there
0: so long I thought they were filming a bit for an episode of Casualty or something like that. <laughs> Tess getting the big guest star in there. Big Show then there's this really strange series of events. He knocks out the referee, mm. which doesn't get him DQ'd. He, goes, nope. he grabs a chair and he literally goes into the ring and he's like... <laughs> like, here I go! Honestly, it looks ridiculous in his hands when he has the chair. His wee little chair. And then we get the old big boot into the chair from Tess.
1: Tess gets up in time to big boot him through the chair. Always a nice spot. And we get what I have called the clothesline from Hull, where Bradshaw just about manages to take Big Show off his
0: feet. Just about. (laughs) Well, most importantly, you protected yourself when your move. So that's that's, that's all that matters here. And yeah, he gets the one, two, three, or as Michael Cole puts it, Bradshaw has slain the Big Show. Slain. We got there eventually. uh, but where did we get exactly (laughs) we got a big celebration can you imagine Bradshaw celebrating tonight in London in the pubs no he's going to be back in the hotel
1: bar and then he's going to go to bed because Farouk ain't here (laughs) it looks like
0: he's very tired backstage Austin with coach it's like they fumble the ball the first two seconds of this interview but Austin's like I'm still going We're, we're not trying again like imagine if I was like this and we were podcasts and I was like, I made him say, No, oh, fuck it's still going. Yep. No. Nope. No second chances. <clears throat> <laughs> so, yeah, you
1: blew it, Coach. No promo for you, I guess. Oh, and it's Scarface Steve Austin as well. He's still selling the glass that went in his eye from SmackDown. Good prosthetic like, work, I yeah, thought. Very, very really, good really makeup. Yeah, no nice yeah. scratches. No eye patch. Which I was sad about That is a one and done deal From Smackdown last week Yeah which, the, the eye patch, but, but I was thinking about it some more I was like Austin's always talking about How he has only the one good ear so It's only yeah. like one <laughs> ear and one eye In a match Would make for a hell of an Interesting main event
0: Seriously He said fucking naff on this He's just like Undertaker thinks he's gonna win He's not Bam he non-factor That's all I got
1: to say about that England's a piece of crap by the way Just wanna get a little bit of heat While I'm at it <sighs> Rubbish
0: He's not quite the goofy Austin Who can get heat no. He's not quite that vicious, Austin. It's like they went, oh, he's off on the gas there, champ.
1: And I see, like Literally this past week's SmackDown was the first time where I was like, we're getting somewhere now. Because Austin had the eye patch, he was snarling, he was like, I don't deserve this! I don't deserve this! He started like having tantrums. It was way more interesting. And now he's back to like,
0: oh, quite frankly, don't give a crap, to be honest with you. I think it's, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad character because I think with the context being right and the situation being right you can get something compelling out of this version of Stone Cold Steve Austin Mm. but it's not a surefire thing I couldn't tell you this is this character, he does this, this and this, these are his motivations, you know, he's quite ill-defined in that sense. I know he's meant to be volatile, but that's not an excuse for kind of lazy writing of one second, he's all fucking meh, 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 meh. I
1: fantasize about what if we had this version of Austin and The Rock was still here and you have The Rock being like, what the hell has happened to he tra- you? He like, drag something out of him. That's it, yeah. he would. He would bring something,
0: like... Well, he's still figuring it out, I guess. Mm, and he know? will for quite a while, I guess. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Coming up next it's uh egos getting in the way that's led to this 14 team <laughs> elimination it's four
1: team uh, I'm not gonna go through the names of all the teams here
0: obviously because uh, I can't I be bothered I can't <laughs> be bothered with that <laughs> a four team elimination four match. Teams. eight man uh, even though I was 13 not 14 while watching this match <sighs> there were four teams in this match we had the Dudley boys who got an entrance the Hardy boys who got an entrance X Factor who predicts me didn't get an entrance yeah Edge and Christian. Come on now. Who they piss off? Honestly, we don't get to see their entrance
1: on fucking UK pay per view. No entrance, very little. Like, you are the most ch- successful tag
0: team in the company.
1: Yeah, no, like? not
0: on chatter wise, on commentary. Nothing. Heyman has nothing to say about them. No. They don't have like, car- like I thought, if you wanted someone to fire up the crowd with a good pay per view worthy, cringy promo that That's will rile it. up for the fans. Give us a five
1: second pose, UK
0: themed. This is what you want
1: from these shows.
0: They just looked. They looked like old Edge and Christian. Like they were yeah. having that moment here they're looking at the ring apron, like kind of fuck you, what's going on here? Who are we? Who are we? Like what's yeah. going on? I I never seen them look less like themselves yeah. in two thousand and one. Genuinely. And they've got great stuff coming up in the next few weeks and months. Mm. I am so excited for the Edge and Christian kind of uh, yeah. King of the Ring. King of the Ring onwards. Know. Yeah. Oh man. Good, good stuff on great the horizon. Stuff going on here. I mean, this is four teams coming in. Who clearly had two separate matches... ...yes... ...we've got Hardy Boys versus X-Factor... Yeah, ...match one... ...Edge and Chris versus the Dudley Boys... ...match two... ...and I shit you not... ...they work the first match... <laughs> ...and then they work the second match... ...pretty much... ...nothing wrong with either match... Yeah. ...I would actually hazard a guess to say... ...probably two of the best matches we see on the card tonight... ...it's, mm. it's good tag team work... ...they're all very over... Yep. ...X-Pac is a ring general... ...he knows how to feature the Hardy Boys... ...and Matt Hardy has got flame wristbands on and special epaulettes on his tight t-shirt because he is a European champion now and deserves special embellishment.
1: And he's bringing back Ingus a
0: little bit on the hands as well. Yeah, a little bit of Ingus. A little bit of a callback. A little bit of Wildo and Dunkus right here (laughs) in the UK. But that being said, this is literally you could cut out with a scalpel any match we've seen with these teams from SmackDown, yep. and it's just been stuck here back to back. It's not even a house show match where I figured, oh, they're slowing it down. They're giving us some of the, you know, the. I thought there'd be lots of Dudleys, be like table. No, yeah. you know, no, they're just giving us a TV match. They are just a bit of business. It is wasn't particularly compelling. Perfectly
1: competent, yeah. and on this card, it does shine a little bit compared to something that some of the other stuff we have. The but... main
0: shocking thing was just how bland it was because you had like x-factor going down the road there with hardy boys they had some good spots and particularly when jeff came in and he ran kind of a bit wild they did poetry motion in one corner went to do it in the other corner and x-factor kind of got yes. got the, the interference bottom that was pretty cool but as soon as we get twist of fate swanton hey the party's picking the win income Engine christian one two three yeah
1: and now it's the and Christian versus the Dudley Boys. Okay. I will say, though, there was a little bit of Bubba tangling with Just Incredible. Uh-huh. Because we get our grunt of the night here, folks. Yes! 44 minutes, 11 seconds. Bubba does a scoop slam on Justin. And then when he's, like, mid-scoop, mid-air, Justin goes, Ooh! And then as he slams him, Justin gets up and goes, Ah! Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> It up with a slam, boys. And there's the tag. Maybe I've been a little harsh on him. Maybe there's something worth keeping an eye on
0: there. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll to watch out for it. Not just anyone gets new nicknames on commentary from Paul Heyman. Oh God, what did he call him? The one-man crime spree. Just incredible. Wait, hasn't someone else had that? Yeah. Who? Taz. Oh no! No, no, it's fine. You know, it's fine. You know, Taz is doing that thing where his... Oh, my neck has just bothered me. That's all. Yeah. I'm not angry. I'm just... Mucking around my neck, you know. Oh,
1: well. Now that I'm not wrestling anymore, I had to sell all the parts of my career <laughs> so everyone else can have them instead.
0: <laughs> we have. There's one bit that made me laugh at the start, where Michael Cole goes, "Paul, any of these four teams could challenge the two-man power." I <laughs> 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 look. I'm not, I I I have great admiration for the people who, who write fan fiction about wrestling. They, yes. can, they actually put together a piece someone write me X Factor versus the two man pirate trip. please Steph in one corner yes. Albert in the other please
1: <laughs> please at the very least sim it on 2k22 I want to see
0: that match <laughs> I just want to see where those pieces fall into play you know <laughs> we have our tag team match now between the Dudley boys and Edge and Christian who I would yeah. say more so than Edge and Christian and the Hardy boys in the year 2000 I'm sick to my back teeth of this yes, now Since January we've had this 100 times on Smackdown and we are at peak 2001 maybe this will get over no. as Steve von and Dudley is referred to as being abusive yet elusive what
1: the fuck I don't know abusive
0: cool what a cool moniker yeah don't put that on a t-shirt look out for him
1: he's an abuser
0: the FBI most wanted list and you see the guy with the abusive most elusive hey wait a minute (laughs) who have you been eluding tonight sir excuse me and they slow it down Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley is not above giving us a five minute rest hold in the middle of this match dude uh, we got hmm It's a universal language, Paul. Yeah, we had those adverts. Universal, you know. Yeah. Anyone can understand what the word means. I do think
1: means. at this point in time, we'd moved on. I think we were on to Bud, Wise, er, Yeah, I think this we, were, point. we were past that, maybe. And just once, I would love to see them do that from the top. Like, is like, Bud! And then Devon's like, Wise. And the crowd's like, Err. And then you get Spike coming in. And of then,
0: course! And then maybe we don't do that because, uh, you know, up was a little bit more over. I thought, you know... Uh, <laughs> Don't really get as much heat that way. I, I did like the fact that as the match slowed down, the horns slowed down as well, yeah. to the point where it sounded like there was a traffic jam. I was literally going, I say no. Some fucker brought a car horn in with them. Look at all those idiots in the audience. Gas brake, honk. Gas brake, honk. Gas, gas, clap. Fight forever. <laughs> we have interference in comes rhino hits yep. the gore Heyman does everything he can in 10 seconds to put over the last ever ecw champion edgy christian pick up a win but you're gotta you know we've got spiked out within seconds yep Dudley Dong
1: Yeah Double Dudley Dong
0: <laughs> And a rhino through the table Because heaven forbid This man gets anything soon No No <laughs> No You're not allowed to like him Ign- <laughs> Ignore the excitable man
1: From New York Not even tonight On a non-canon UK show Never
0: <laughs> No There was just like Basically Paul Heyman's like I'm excited And this big Ominous J.O.R. Andros Cloud Scarsdale <laughs> You will not get this man over It's not allowed yeah it was it was fine you know it was it was how show fantastic at the end with all the yeah. the run ins and all that but it it was you know what I don't like about these teams is how they are presenting the new members of them, and yeah. this was done even worse.
1: This, remember WrestleMania seventeen where it was like all the new blood that have been brought into these teams. pulled through a
0: table, yeah. yeah oh, fuck them. Never mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The footage from this charity fuck dinner. Fuck me! Why are we seeing this? Why was this done like it was undercover? Or like. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Like a watchdog or yeah. something. Like. They claim to be the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> I don't know, like Anne Widdigum has got a special report <laughs> about what's went on here great like special special mention as always to the work with make a wish and yeah. it's nice that it's not just an american thing no because god knows make a wish it's over here in the uk as well exactly. and you know there's work that's been done and it's nice to 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 revel in it and i think they were big on this the the insulin the has been like oh she's a ceo but there's so much more to this company than what happens when the wrestling is going on and they want to put over you know them being this kind of uh larger than life entertainment company yeah odd selection of people for the black tie dinner. Who have we got? Bradshaw, Commissioner Regal, and Stephanie. And let me just say, right, if you're having like Bradshaw and Regal coming out in like, you know, black tie, hello everyone, you know, Mm -hmm. nice to be here. Like, Pla- like they're gonna get a plaque yeah. Stephanie comes out full 2000 of all like big gassy <laughs> crimped hair massive hoop earrings like. but she's not working here no but she's dressed like her and yeah. Triple H are about to do damage to some serious fucking plates of hummus <laughs> and then they have her slam Michael Cole Oof. as she's doing she's like and cole he gets fucking waffled that looks fucking meaty that slab yeah cole's like yeah my ears are still ringing yeah
1: he's just a boy like leave him be you
0: could tell that everyone was feeling that they weren't they didn't have him in the room they're like beat up definitely just hit something. him just hit him, Give him something. and Michael's like what's what's that in his headpiece what's that mm-hmm. okay well folks our next oh. yeah, you really got me there Um, I was yeah.
1: expecting George and Adam to get brought out for an event or something here Like, I
0: think she spit my lip but uh... oh Jesus no yeah, folks I had to thank uh, Linda for being here again tonight and of course so much more goes on in the World Wrestling Federation <laughs> oh, than is uh, uh, depicted in the uh, fuck mainstream media <laughs> Good to show it, I guess. Y-
1: is it? We can it was back. very uncomfortable. We, we saw like a little bit of an auction where it was like £10,000, £12,000. And now it's time for a Q&A port of the evening, what everybody. The f- Stephanie, do, do you like being a bitch? Uh, that's a very rude question.
0: Hit Michael Cole. Okay. I'll give you $10,000 to your fucking charity. <laughs> 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 I don't care about anything anymore. Oh, the stars are out tonight. Here we fucking go, baby. The fucking NWO. New, new, new. It, that's Eamon Holmes. <laughs> Wait a minute, brother. Up there on top of Earl's Court. Who's that? That's Chris Tarrant, brother. Yeah. Who's there? Obama. Obama. I love Curry. I love Curry. <laughs> I
1: love the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm sitting on a table with like David
0: Cameron and Trevor McDonald and thinking... How much bigger can we get, you know, next year, Obama, you know, Obama, I love curry, Obama, I mean. It's time for a UK style caption contest, and this is absolutely the most UK style caption contest you can get. Hello, once again, it's me, your old pal, Kevin, the Eamon Holmes man. Join us, (laughs) as I am always, by who wants to be a (laughs) Bibillillionaire, Adam Chris (laughs) Tarrant (laughs) Bibillow. I want to be a Bibilillionaire. I mean, you've got a better chance than most, given that you are the titular Adam Bibolo in this equation. Uh Uh-huh. Halfway there, baby. Halfway. Just got to figure out that financial side of it, and then I'm sorted. (laughs) Today's caption contest is sponsored by an absolutely fantastic Bobby Dazzler of a podcast indeed. This is one of these podcasts that followed us way back in the day, and Mm. I was like, God, I hope we get to interact with them at some point in the future. Adam, you and I are obviously very, very concerned, first and foremost, with the retrospective of going through all of the Attitude Era and everything Uh beyond that. But I'm talking about the real Attitude Era, because if Grey's Anatomy has got ruthless aggression, then the Attitude Era of medical drama is most certainly Eeyore. And that's why today we're sponsored by Setting the Tone, a retrospective podcast that brings you the world of Eeyore, episode by goddamn episodes.
1: They cover current events and pop culture milestones of the time, as well as big picture storyline discussions, fun trivia, and even interviews with cast and crew themselves. What? Now, I am pals with Lauren from this podcast, and they've told me on several occasions about some of the people they've had on there for
0: interviews. Folks, Clooney. <laughs> You know, like you- could we interview Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> <laughs> I've annoyed you nicked Clooney because
1: that's the only person from ER that I could come up with off the top of my head.
0: Well no this is the thing I absolutely love alright is that there is this great um, there's this great movement in like kind of TV retrospective podcasts at the moment where it's not just hey we're going to talk about the show it's like we're going to find out reach out to the unsung heroes of that show yes. like crew cast people behind the scenes exactly. and actually get their perspective on it. So honestly like for a show like ER, which I don't know about you, Adam, but even though I never sat down with the box set, I seem to have absorbed at least 150 episodes of it by osmosis over the years. Somehow, yeah, this is always my jam. I love seeing these podcasts where you get this little bit of extra information, and we've been taken through by people who've got a real passion for this. I mean, I guess you could call it the longest-running episodic medical drama of its day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that caveat. Well, I mean, I, th- I think Grey's Anatomy may have finally overtaken Eeyore in that sense, but all I'll tell you, folks, from my memory, back in the day, my dad's a doctor. My mom and my dad used to put on casualty on BBC on some nights, and they'd be awful miserable going, "It's not awful oh. miserable this whole situation here in casualty? And then they put on ER, and there'd be a big old smile on their faces. And I'm not sure if it's because the American medical system couldn't help but make you smile in the late 90s or if it's because it was just a great show. I think it's the latter. I hope it's the latter. (laughs) But I mean, we felt like we had a big task back when we did the Attitude Era. We had 36
1: pay-per-views to get through there. They've got 331 episodes of ER. they're going to have to get through they've been at it for years at this point and they've got to 120 so far kevin
0: fantastic well you make sure you check out setting the tone the er retrospective podcast you get new episodes dropping every single thursday and as well as those 120 episodes that adam has mentioned you've got over 40 hours of bonus content over on their patreon page so if you're over there on our patreon at some point you can head on over to setting the tone support them on their patreon and get access to a whole shed load of audio goodies of the medical variety and now it's time for a caption contest of the british variety i guess is the look i'm not gonna lie adam even for you and i who love these uk pay-per-views this is not borderline self-indulgent this is borderline relevant this
1: is absolutely relevant finally we've got a reason to chat about these lads on the podcast it's only taken us what eight nine years to get here kevin we're talking eamon holmes we're talking chris tarrant head-to-head here tonight in the caption contest.
0: And I need to say in the interest of full disclosure here, Adam has actually doctored this image to an extent it was not originally presented (laughs) as a the name on the contract does say mcmahon type face to face but eamon holmes and chris tarrant the two titans of ietv going head to head there gmtv who wants to be a millionaire who wants to read out some fucking captions because i know i do adam let's get to it here i've got some here from twitter at AE Podcast. And I have delved deep into the metaverse and have been subject to several racist attacks. And now I'm here on <laughs> Facebook reading out our captions there as well. First of all, we've got one here from Noah who says, Tonight on Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we had a UK celebrity deathmatch, we would have been onto this by the end of season two. Absolutely. I'm sure, like. <laughs> Andrew Armstrong here. You know when you have NFL players or minor celebrities on American shows and everyone else here has no idea who the hell they are? (laughs) Ha! Now you know how it feels! (laughs) Take that!
1: (laughs) Burt cocaine (laughs) Statler and Waldorf after getting that controversial human surgery. (laughs) No! <laughs> I, I love the idea of that being like no! a politically controversial Muppet to Human
0: Surgery. <laughs> Look, as we all know, the only way to do that is a Muppet to Human Soul and Brain Transplant. That's the only operation that is available and I resent the implication that others exist in this space. Carl Wilkinson Withy here Moments later Eamon Holmes Who has his thumbs up In this picture Put his thumbs down And Batista Powerbombed Chris (laughs) Tarrant It was then That Evolution Became The Millionaire Club
1: (laughs) Eddie O'Keefe Describing this as Quite simply The worst Taboo Tuesday poll We've ever seen Now There's a Fulfill your fantasy match That I would pay Good money to see Kevin
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know about you, Adam, but I'd love to see the divas of the world wrestling entertainment dress up as, I don't know, light entertainment hosts from around 20 years ago. <laughs> Very apt one here from Tom Apsion. Sucox pulled out. I <laughs> think you got Chris Tarn with a big smile. Where crisis presents itself, Eamon Holmes, there is opportunity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of fulfilling our fantasies here, we've got one here. From your fiance, Joe Graham, who hey. says, Is it just me or is Eamon Holmes looking kinda hot here?
0: <laughs> you know what? I mean, I wasn't gonna be the first one to say it, but now that Joe has given me, you know, this is this is basically me getting Carte Blanche to go ahead and praise Eamon Holmes for being a sexy divil like he is here. Cause he's he's rocking it at him. Uh, no, 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 let's be careful what we say about Eamon Holmes. I do believe he's one of the,
1: uh, coronavirus vaccines cause 5G illness or whatever bullshit. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, but, but does it cause sexiness? I didn't know that as a side effect. I didn't know. you got to ask these questions, right? In 2001, before the pandemic and before misinformation
1: central, i got to say Eamon Holmes... He's got that kind of young Eric Bischoff kind of twinkle in his eye there.
0: He does. And this is also pre-9-11 as well. It's worth pointing out because Eamon probably had some controversial opinions on that as well. Jesus. We have John Rhodes here. I have to beat you, Terrence, (laughs) with all due respect. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Paddy here on Twitter, ITV's version of the two-man power trip also ran into problems when Chris Tarrant tore his quads during a particularly rambunctious episode of Millionaire.
0: (laughs) Of course, no one really wanted Holmes to turn heel on GMTV, but you know, he had too much sway, too much power at him, as we all know, they had to go along with this. Stuart Stevenson, sudden images of Vince McMahon trying to cheat on who wants to be a millionaire like Charles Ingram, but keeps getting caught out because his plant keeps fake sneezing to tip him off, and (laughs) Vince loses it. (laughs) There's a lot of yes and there, and I like it a lot.
1: Scott Cavaliero, the finalists for the Control Your Narrative GMs have been announced. (laughs) Can you imagine, it's clearly the leather jackets is what's selling that, but can you imagine Chris Tarrant as a Control Your Narrative authority figure?
0: I absolutely can Adam, because both of these men look like different variations of men who either wishingly or unwittingly mining cryptocurrency as we speak. Look at Eamon there. Look at the processing power that's going on there, that's amazing! Don't worry Adam, sure you can go and cool down in the rant room, but we don't want to give you that! <laughs> we could give you all the respect and money that you get from beating a legend like Goldberg, but we don't want to <laughs> give you that! <laughs> Off to Nottingham with you, but we don't want to keep you down (laughs) right now, Chris. You've done two in a row. You're getting a little bit feisty. Remember that would happen in some of the later seasons. You get a little bit much, wouldn't you? You have to reel it in a little bit now, Tarrant. Mickey Innes here. The name on the contract reads, Eamon Holmes. That's right, Chris. I now own ITV.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jack Stowell here. The guy says, brother Paul O'Grady. I know the Amon can handle it, but I don't know about Chris Tarrant. It's August. It's 120 degrees in the middle of Granada Studios. The only thing that survives out here are the panel shows and the chat show hosts.
0: <laughs> Derek Cashman here. <laughs> Assuming you, this is to Chris Tarrant. That's it. Big smile. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Connor Calvert here. Fun fact, Vince McMahon personally invited Chris Tarrant because he loved his impression of Paul Heyman circa his ECW days. Hands out, check for performance. But we don't want to give you that. (laughs) (laughs) This next one here from Dave McAdam,
1: this is next level. Dave has done his own Photoshop here. He's Photoshopped the (laughs) AEW Rampage. (laughs) The matchup card with Mark Henry in the middle enough
0: talk it's time for the main event <laughs> that is so good Adam I know people were down on big Tony Khan when he signed Eamon Holmes and Chris Tarrant he thought that's too many legends too many old boys there but if you look at the people that they're mentoring the people that they've put Tarrant with and as well as the behind the scenes stuff that Eamon is doing with the women's division I think it was well worth the money well worth the expenditure. Absolutely. James Milky O'Hagan get me the biggest stars in UK television uh, Ant and Dec are unavailable, sir. Then get me their non-union ITV equivalent. <laughs>
1: hey, now, come on. Ant and Dec are also
0: part of the ITV family for life. For life. That's true. That's very true. Andy Mitchell here for the international fans. So you're telling me that neither of these gentlemen are Alan Partridge, just to be sure that, right? <laughs> WrestleFoz
1: here. Vince was very happy to see that the British version of Bert and Ernie had come to see his show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Josh (laughs) Hibbert here. Big match coming up this Sunday, folks. It's the one we've all been waiting for. Two bulls of the entertainment world will finally collide. But the question remains, King. Will Tarrant be able to overcome Holmes now that Ruth Langsford is a non-factor? Or will Eamon and Ruth reign of terror? Will it continue?
1: (laughs) Something I've noticed here, a lot of people have had this observation, which I'd never realized until they pointed it out now. Look at the way the card says it on their little name cards there. It's like, Eamon Holmes, GMTV. Chris Tarrant, who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> like, he's just some lad that has aspirations of being a millionaire one day.
0: Oh, that's true. It does
1: read as a sentence, doesn't it? It does work. Here's Chris, who wants to be a millionaire. Last one here from Twitter, Mahogany Vince, who says, pictured on the left, casual No Mercy 2007 enjoyer. Soft smile, thumbs up to the camera. Pictured on the right, The standard control your narrative supporter. Strained smile. Gray hair. Desire for death.
0: (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Poor Chris Tarrant. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Finally finishing us off here. Matt Muskell. Hold on. Keep the camera on those two. I think I found a couple of her suitable replacements cut to Patterson and briscoe doing a big old gulp because we got new stooges (laughs) for the uk pay-per-views i'm just saying eamon holmes giving vinnie jones a red card i'd pay to see that baby if only what culture pro wrestling stuck
1: around long enough they could have had these two as the stooges baby
0: (laughs) well thank you everyone for taking part in the caption contest several hundred here on the facebook as well as on the Twitter, don't forget you can follow us as always on the socials at APodcast or Facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast. A massive shout out and a big thank you again to Setting the Tone, the ER Retrospective Podcast. Thanks for sponsoring the caption contest. And all of you who are listening and thinking, maybe I want a bit of a variety in my pod and diet and time to get some medical drama in there as well head on over check them out 120 episodes to sink your teeth into as well as the patron and if you would like us to give you a shout out you want to sponsor the caption contest you've got a podcast a website a series a project a thing you want in front of our audience let us know at our, our podcast at gmail.com or patreon.com forward slash a podcast adam are you ready to head on back to the most electric night in the history of UK sports entertainment?
1: Well, it ain't going to review itself, is it? And I wanted to say as well, thank you very much to all of our international fans for bearing with us on that caption
0: contest <laughs> On this banner, shortest ever caption contest that was done with the self-conscious nature of two men who don't want to upset the Americans. Let's take it back to Insurrection 2001. And uh, some fucker from Chelsea. Boo! Yeah, Gianfranco Zola. He makes me fucking sick. Chairman of Chelsea? He makes me fucking sick.
1: I was going to look up why he got booed, but then I stopped caring. So there it is. So it's just something
0: about people don't like Chelsea, you know what do they? You know what, I'd say, though? The nerve of him to show up, though. To be there. And you know what? He took his kids. He took his fucking dirty little kids the with him. The next generation all. of fuckers. <laughs> Disgusting. Well, might as well get started early on hating them as well. Boo <laughs> Eamon Holmes, no children here tonight. No. Good. Just there by himself. He's just going stag <laughs> on his own. at the rest It's gonna be him and Tarrant, two curries apiece afterwards. Yeah, you even need to egg that man on. We'll put you. it on the ITV card. Hey, yeah, that's alright. curtain Coach, backstage. I mean, why even bring fucking coach around for this? Tonight? Honestly,
1: why Why did you pay for his airfare? Uh,
0: there's some complaints going on about thievery because Kurt Angle's medals have been stolen by Chris Benoit and this is before 9-11, so are able to get them through airport security, <laughs> no issues. So seemingly in they're, the jock, like... they're, they're here in the United Kingdom here tonight. Yep. I mean, it's 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 grand, isn't it? Like you know,
1: this is the problem: is we've got such like one of the best rosters ever when it comes to people on the mic. Yeah. The likes of William Regal and Kurt Angle alone, and no one's bringing anything here tonight. Kurt Angle didn't have anything remotely interesting. So I'm fucking praying for later on this year when he's going to be like, we're like the knights of the round table.
0: Like that lame
1: shit at least yeah, has some baby. thought and energy behind it this is nothing
0: people I can see people who are just trying to get through it
1: genuinely you know? yes legitimately I, and
0: I'm sure there was a show on this tour where they weren't just trying to get through it but yeah this looks like a this victim is like, of the calendar here everyone's
1: been made to come in on a Saturday to do yeah. stock take and like we don't want to fucking do it but we'll go for a drink after it it'll be alright let's just get on with or it or
0: they have just off the plane or just onto a plane straight afterwards yes you pretty know, much gas up the jet the WWF are in town Ivory and Stephen Richards are in the house, yeah. and they've got an armload of red tops here to talk about the tabloid press. You people should come over to the United Kingdom to see Big Ben and the Tower of London, not naked breasts. <laughs> Children buy this, yeah. And then he literally goes to the hard cab. Children seeing naked breasts, <laughs> which got the smallest pop there.
1: Hey. Uh, we want our kids to see naked breasts actually.
0: Why do they do this bit right after Holmes and Tarridge? Because I also just make a wish dinner as well. Yeah, what are they thinking of this? <laughs> Ah no, there's good sports coverage in it as well as the tits now. Come on.
1: I think Chris Tarrant would like page three. I think he'd be well up for that. You ever see Tarrant on TV? He was into all sorts of saucy stuff. That's like... true.
0: I remember seeing like I remember this is fucking dodgy now because I remember watching Tarrant mm. on Who Wants to be Millionaire being like, I like him, he's good. He seemed like a nice, clean gentleman. And then that he had show. some like, kind of he had like some Tarrant too hot for TV. Tarrant after on I, TV, yeah. That was it. I watched that and I was like, Oh shit, there's this fucking he's a Euro trash adjacent. He's this so man's rude. got two knobs, look at this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's Fucking weird. Who are you? But look at this Stephen and Ivory, about 10 years ahead of the curve here, easily, like getting on it before everyone else did. Stop page three. Like... The, has, is page three finally stopped. Oh, yeah, it stopped in like 2015 or so, I yeah. think. Somewhere around that, they stopped doing it. How
0: about that?
1: Got there in the end, Stephen.
0: Got there in the end, Stephen. And he did it as well by claiming that he would be a hero for the UK. And it's usually dodgy territory when you refer to your opponents politically as Nazis. But especially when you refer to yourself as being Churchill. And especially when you also refer to yourself as being your Martin Luther King. Okay. Okay. Steady on now, mate. I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you how little Vince McMahon actually thinks about Martin Luther King. In spite yep. of what he says every year on Martin Luther King Day. He th- like, how little he knows about the man that he thought yep. that this was even... Like, you've got Churchill that's it and that's MLK? why
1: in the uk come on give us any other uk references martin luther king what are you on about
0: ladies battle royale censored brackets cancelled i love this pivot from like children should not be allowed
1: to see naked breasts in the newspaper also this battle royal is being censored
0: too <laughs> you are all too damn sexy <laughs> So he brings them all out one by one and the reasoning behind this is strange. He's like, now that we've cancelled your match, why don't you come on out? He just brings them out. <laughs> one by one, Jackie, he looks pissed. Trish, he looks kind of not yet find her. F- Trish is kind of a bit lost to see because they have not really done much with her since the Vince, you know, revenge angle. No. So it's like, okay, we know she's sexy. But we don't really know much else. So she's kind of smiling awkwardly. He
1: introduces her by saying like, And if she's done pushing up her breasts, Trish Stratus.
0: And later comes out, she gets a big old pop. One of the biggest pops of the night, I would say. Describes her as the most disgusting, lewd woman in the whole WWF. It's a, a bit of a long drawn out affair here. You can guess what happens at the end. Well, I mean, maybe not entirely. I was shocked when both Ivory and Stephen Richards had their clothes taken off. I was expecting for at least one of them to lose their britches. You know what? It's
1: not okay, and it is offensive and problematic but Ivory calling all the women slappers at least shows some degree of UK-based knowledge. Oh, yeah, she, she's the
0: only one who dropped in one tonight. Yeah. yeah,
1: she tries. Ivory does go for it here with this, and she takes a fucking stiff dropkick to the spine off Jackie.
0: Yeah, and she gets stripped of her clothes. Then they're, like... This is, like, your typical, like, oh, we fought on Friday Night's, Michael, the yeah. strong, sexy, powerful women of the WWF, where it's, like, we're going to sexualize them, but, like, it's really empowering... And having them beat up Stephen, okay, grand. But having Trish go over to Stephen and grab, like, him by the crotch. Yeah. And, like, in like a, I'm going to seduce you kind of way. On paper, it's, like, Trish, s- sexy, like, he's like, oh, Stephen, maybe you should beat it. And he's like, Ugh, and then they beat her up. But instead, she's like, Stephen. I'm sure you're not used to having a woman like myself here. In front of you in such a provocative manner. Provo- provo-
1: Oh, Jesus. Jesus
0: Christ. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Uh... In a provocative manner, but...
1: <laughs> But here I am and I've got She's my She's turned into Stephen at this point now
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know who felt worse me Trish Stephen or the audience were like a pin control. Yeah they didn't know what to make of this Like it's so unsettling How do they make a woman cornering the fucking lewd sensor and be like oh, I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine Why do they make it seem like as awkward as when like Austin Triple H like, back Lita into That's the corner the energy it has It's, like... it's just like cause Trish's like I'm sorry I don't know Oh, God. Help! And I was, thank God, that in came Jackie and Leah for a owl Aaron Anderson-esque DDT. Yeah, the britches were removed. Out he goes. You know what? I, when, when they
1: stripped Ivory to reveal her bloomers and she ran off I literally wrote down sarcastically now do it to Stephen and they did and I will say that at least there is something in that that they at least stripped the man as well as the woman
0: that's true at least these women stripped that bad man and another bad woman as opposed to competitively stripping each other
1: it's a small improvement <laughs> a small
0: improvement and don't get me wrong folks I was excited for the rest of you to hear Michael Cole and Paul Heyman judge up the sexy commentary but mm. They mostly bowed out for this one, you know? Well, the segment ends with Michael Cole going, that's women's rights for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, be careful what you wish for. You get rid of page three one day. They'll be coming for your trousers that's next. That's it. You'll have a nightmare on your hands. Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, two out of three falls. And I'll tell you what, we shouldn't have done that backlash episode because if we hadn't done that, I would have been like, Way! Same. But I don't know why. I just
1: wasn't looking forward to this one. No, the ultimate submission was a bit of a slog. And again, it's just... I'm pretty sure these two are going to fight at Judgment Day, are they not? They're, I think we've got the, a return, yeah. The stolen medals storyline, they're building up to that. So knowing that we're going to have another match down the line, and this is going to be another one, it's like, what, we're going to have a four-match series? It's too
0: many. It would have been really refreshing to see Regal in this spot, It really honest. would have. Just shake both guys up That's a little bit. Um,
1: and this is the show where you do those things. You do interesting and unusual combos on UK shows. Why are we getting repeats of the same we stuff we've seen? just
0: had an Iron Man-type match, and it now was we multiple falls. Remember,
1: it was the weekend before this. We've had one raw and smackdown it's been like a w- less than seven days since their last pay-per-view encounter crowd
0: has died to death because of the last segment particularly i think yeah and i don't think this was the time to give them the slow methodical mat-based, proper wrestling. proper wrestling because yeah. hey they want you to think three falls are potentially coming here and we start off fall one like slower than you would on pay-per-view normal pay-per-view I should yeah. say this is like kind of here's the treat for the hardcore wrestling fans at the house show where yeah. the producers like fuck it go out there and give him 25 minutes of proper mat wrestling not that you know, this proficiently wise this is an excellent and you Course. know technically wise it's probably the best thing on the show yes but I just watched in the, you know, I felt like I just watched a really long, awkward documentary and now I was going to the library to read a big book. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted something with a bit more zhuzh. Yeah, a bit but, of fun. But that's the problem when what's meant to be the fun segment that was meant to be the respite yep. before this, and we've got three long brawls in a row coming that's up it. now here. It was a long, dried out bit. And you know what? Here. I'm impressed that Benoit and Kernangle can go in there with their eyes closed and they can wrestle like it's real and give us sequences that are believable. You know, from reading Brett's book for like the 90th time recently, I always appreciate the fact that these guys get a lot out of that, that they can treat it seriously. But I swear to God, Adam, I counted five times in this match, which was only 15 minutes long, where it was stiff chop, into the ropes, turnbuckle, suplex. yeah, Same spot. Over and over. And uh-huh. if you love your fucking belly-to-belly suplex, it's great. But this was borderline Brock Lesnar. Same fucking routine. Yep. Over and over and well, over and over, and over and over and over and over
1: and over and over. They can't do what they did at Backlash because Backlash was less than a week ago and people yeah. will clock onto that. And they can't do anything particularly new and exciting because they've got to save something for their next match. So Hey, they've
0: got great gas tanks on and these guys are fucking, you know, they do that, that spot which would m- win most lesser competitors. They do it over and over and over again. But... You know, the, the other kind of big spots are like Benoit does the headbutt. He does it twice. Mm. First time he does it, he gets the pinfall. And I like that because... Yeah, Air uh, Canada gets don't the win. Usually you get to see those secondary finishers get a pinfall. No. And I thought that was cool. Second time, though, it just, you know, I got dragged out of it. You know, that's the Chris Benoit debuff you Genuinely, get out of these matches yeah. where it's like if he's fucking taking these needless shots to the head... You can't help
1: but think about things. Like... Well,
0: Benoit, too silenced, jumping off and doing a diving headbutt and going splat twice in five minutes. Yep what's the point in that lads not worth it it really wasn't so we get more grappling on the ground we get that sequence again with the suplex the action picks up a bit towards the end where we start going into the submissions we start talking about the ankle lock and but i'll tell you what even Heyman, he's recycling the commentary he's like oh it's about leverage he's almost about to say like just like i said at wrestlemania (laughs) 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 but they are giving you something which is very similar to the wrestlemania match with one fall that punctuates it, and I didn't care much for it. We get into the submissions at the end, we get the reversals, the reversal, reversal, Benoit gets the pin, and two straight falls, that was cool, because you don't usually get two straight falls in a a two out of three falls match. That
1: was very unexpected, and it shook up the formula of two out of three falls match, and it Did at least build on the story that we've been seeing. This is why Hardcore Holly beat Kurt on SmackDown. It's Because Kurt's head is not in the game. He's thinking about where are my medals? Where's he got those medals? I need my medals back.
0: Oh, I've got them in a nice,
1: warm place. Well, they can't be here in England then, Paul, because it's freezing cold here.
0: He got a small pop when he said warm. Mm. Ben was... Fucking little pockets. These
1: <laughs> little pockets.
0: I'm not gonna say all the horrible words people have for that area. You know, <laughs> y'all feel wrong you know, in a way or another. Like, just didn't think he'd get a pop. And then afterwards, mm. him reaching in and be like,
1: <sighs> "Oh, and he's he's fiddling around down there for too long as well. Like he's lost them, and it's just a little uncomfortable." And, and the crowd <laughs> are like,
0: "Yeah." Okay, <laughs> there <laughs> it is.
1: Kurt starts crying. Yeah, I love that. I love that so
0: much. You know what? I'm sure I made both these guys very happy. You know? Yeah. It it just wasn't for me. They
1: at least like it might not have been anything particularly unique or original or exciting, but from a purely physical point of view, they gave it socks. They were going 100 miles an hour. They had the gas tanks on full work. Like,
0: and I always believe that even if I don't like particular styles of wrestling. If they are on a show and they have a place and they have been done by people who are passionate about that style and they mm-hmm. can do it really well. I say put it on the show because the next gen, like how many you know UK fans who then became wrestlers watch this and were mm-hmm. like, oh, that's style I want to do. That's, exactly. You know, it, it actually has more implications wider than that. So this being on the card, even though I would think going back in 2001, the main thing I would say that we've learned from going back this time period is. This series of matches wasn't the holy grail that we thought of. On the mm. playground, people were like, it's the best ever
1: that's it I Remember WrestleMania 17 me and you said to Billy like oh this is a good match but this is just the beginning of this rivalry and I it's think actually, it's the best I the think they peaked now. quite early yeah, yeah sadly. and even
0: still I'd say with that that it's not everyone's cup of tea no you know and it's all, it's alright you know that's
1: okay oh you know what would really get me excited for the main event right about now what's that Could we get like a bit of a mumbly quiet segment with all the baddies oh oh, oh here we go
0: perfect hey we're all back here now Deborah. Get me water, and I'm not going to ask you to get me a coffee because we know what happened if you get me a cup of coffee. Because last time you done got me a cup of coffee, you done plump spilled it all over me, woman. Yeah, I'd like
1: a cup of water as well. In fact,
0: can I have cold water, please? And Stephanie's like, I want a chamomile tea with a segment of lemon. And one cube of sugar.
1: I'm not gonna lie, my head went immediately to the prisoner, which you showed me recently. I just wanted Deborah to like have
0: a, t- a tin. <laughs> it's instantly there, like one or two eggs with your bacon. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, Deborah, I don't know why the flow right here for this. Mm, because bam, she somewhat factor. Yeah, because she's not taking her shit. She's like, well, I got news for y'all. Undertaker, he he said that he wanted this match and he didn't want to back out. So that means that he's going to beat y'all and you, you should be worried. And also, I'm not your errand girl, yeah. so I'm not going to get you no water or coffee mm-hmm. or no chamomile tea because... I'm not an errand girl and she was walks yeah off. that's it <laughs>
1: boom this is what I mean they're doing something with Deborah. what
0: Adam she's gonna be his fucking manager
1: I've, in like a week's time I know I've no idea but something is going on they've got some idea for Deborah here and that's what they're toying with so she is
0: somewhat factor at oh, the minute oh Jesus Christ I just thought like Austin's back was to the fucking camera in this I one know. you know
1: and then when Deborah leaves she's like worry about Undertaker. worry about we'll kill
0: him <laughs> Like it's just meant to be the kind of you know music let's cue up the music we're gonna go back to talking now mumble mumble I'm gonna kill him <laughs> don't worry about The Undertaker because he will be killed literally after this one uh, big shout out for the person in the crowd who wrote Dead Man Inc on their sign with a Q with a Q with a Q baby Dead Man yes <laughs> queen's cup on the line oh fuck me
1: oh god you have Here to dust go. off the
0: kuwaiti cup and get it re-engraved <laughs> i'm not re-grounding it i thought this was the actual king of the ring 2001 trophy until later on when it was used as an actual prop by regal i can see it was a lot shorter but the mm. template it's a long kind of cone with a mini cup on top quite like the big one that Christian will be shining up real nice for his brother later on in the summer.
1: Proper trophy trophy.
0: And this is a proper UK pay-per-view package in which I mean yes it is the last pay-per-views package with a shit supplementary 20 seconds dlc package Literally. At the end. you're a ghost from you'll be like a regular one then go see like, you a backlash
1: on sunday 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 and then it's like you know
0: but not on this sunday oh what's this is it done in the style of a graphic novel where the camera moves between badly drawn still images of the characters Yeah, uh, Regal got a decent pop when he came out. Yeah. But then we got booze afterwards because the UK fans respect the work. Mm. They love Lennox Lewis more than any of us realise.
1: No promo. Something for the live crowd would have been really... Like, they need something now to re-energise, folks. And again little promo about people scratching around on the dole or something just nah. get a bit of juice
0: yeah I wrote down here at the start that I am desperately in need of some shenanigans I've some like,
1: shenanigans I
0: already did my technical wrestling worksheet in the last match and
1: genuinely <laughs> I, I was the same as you where on the network the synopsis said
0: Duchess of Queensbury and I was yeah. like that'll be a good bit of bullshit yeah. that'll be a nice bit of fun and like. the anticipation was building mm-hmm. because they did the Make-A-Wish thing and they as did. we know the Queen's Duchess of Queensbury herself she was part of that program so I figured right. oh she's over we'll get another run out of the yep. bloomers it's only been a week huh. Nah,
1: no no nah, no nah, nah, nah. no not a sight or sound of her tonight it is just the Queen's Cup
0: you can't card subject to change to me 21 years in the future that's <laughs> bullshit I shouldn't be disappointed the way that the fans were back in the day hey I know Moose McQueen is out and about in this day and age but I wasn't expecting to see Fuzzy because Chris Jericho was looking very hairy and uncounted yeah. like a little troll it was very cute he got
1: to pack his wash bag didn't he <laughs> yeah. oh man Funniest sign of the night here. Some fucking loser in the crowd has a sign that says, Jerry Lynn in big Yeah, (laughs) Go home, mate. He's not here. Wait, who is that? That's (laughs) Jerry
0: Lynn. What's he doing? I told you to put his name plus one on the door. Ah, Bit of self-promotion
1: there, getting the word
0: out. Fucking hell. I mean, it's just their almost exact...
1: Much like with yeah. Angle and Benoit, I've checked out of this feud now emotionally. But it's the
0: same, same match. Like it's, it's yeah. the same match. I would say almost as WrestleMania, except they have the same amount of time they would have had a Backlash. Yes. But unlike Backlash, we don't have the intrigue of the, you know, what the canary, Like yeah. oh, what? Oh, these rules he's pulling out of his back pocket. They just have a pretty much a straight rest of the match the one thing i did like was that regal in character took notice of the contingent of fans who were cheering him consistently mm. and there were a few moments where he would have jericho in a headlock and he turned and starts smiling and jericho starts working his way out so mm. he was it's almost distracted yeah playing and not that he was like oh and turning around completely but just his eye was off the ball mm. and regal's not used to being cheered yeah so it was like yeah, intriguing for him and there was a point when he got on offense he started doing his stuff yeah he started feeling it there he is yeah he started wiggling around back and forth bless him great what a pro I love him
1: so much love and him. like because this is like what they always say about these shows is that they are glorified house shows you do get those little bits of William Regal because as he said in his book he never liked working TV he's not a TV wrestler he's yeah. a live wrestler he's much better at working to live house show crowds so little things like him looking at the people cheering him and smiling at them those are the kind of things that you know that's what he would normally pepper into his house show act or whatever
0: well Jericho's peppered in some stiff fucking shots Do you see the size of that bruise on William Regal's oh, leg oh
1: man Paul Heyman was getting fucking boner for it he's like there's another great shot of that bruise there Cole. <laughs> Look at that thing what What the heck happened that's got to have been a pre-existing bruise I think that's from Messing Backlash maybe up. or something he's falling
0: down the stairs before he came it's to the ring something fucking like. awful looking thing and I was pissed off that they weren't even playing up the Queen's Cup for yucks on commentary I thought they'd be like no, what even is this thing I know they take it way serious I thought they'd be like oh Regal's just Goosing up some silly made-up profi to give himself here. That would have been great. That's a great story.
1: Heyman literally says at one point, you could take that down to any porn shop in New York and get a million dollars for it. All right, you're
0: definitely trying to be Taz.
1: You're reading out the most Taz lines (laughs) in the most Taz voice. Oh, I tell you what, Taz wouldn't say something as clunky as this, though, at least. At one point, you can hear everyone booing. and The crowd not showing any love for William Regal here, Paul. And Paul goes, they're not
0: saying boo. They're saying Regal. Regal Ah no no, I got, I got a better one for you Week. I was workshopping this one They're not saying Boo Michael Cole They're saying Rule Britannia that is <laughs> There you go There you fucking go I could do that job <laughs> um, <laughs> Regal gets a small chant It actually makes him pop In the middle of a roll Which is really good Some big old house show moves Towards the end We get a long sunset flip mm. We get a silly Big back body drop I don't mind those bits it was the time stretching moments. That was That's what got it. me. Dragging it out. We got a double knockout, nine count. Honestly. And then the... What? Yep. And then we had him in the sleeper hold. Yep. Oh, check him ref. What? Mate, it's fucking
1: William Regal and Chris Jericho. This feud is meant to be a bit of fun. Come on.
0: It is a masterclass because, you know, nothing's done wrong. Nothing's clunky. It's all done perfectly well, but this is me kind of going all right i've seen it all now yes you know I, I have seen what you guys can offer me and feud
1: with someone else please
0: got a long line salt by jericho he had yeah. a long way to go regal yeah. gets the knees up and then straight into the lion tamer afterwards regal taps out jericho wins the queen's cup and in a sign of like a lot of the holding patterns and not figuring out you know what we're going to do yet at judgment day mm. this is like the third time tonight where the winner of the match immediately is attacked by the loser of the match yeah That old fucking TNA 2009 bollocks, which I fucking cannot stand. And the usual
1: fucking, like, see it coming a mile away bullshit of like, there's a prize! Oh no, they smashed the prize! That's so unfair!
0: Oh, the Queen's gonna be so upset that her special cup has gone. Has there
1: ever been a prize in wrestling that hasn't been immediately destroyed post-match? Or the night afterwards on Raw.
0: The Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Tro- that oh no, got smashed. That's been smashed. The night
1: after, I think that was smashed. No, it's been mended, I think. That's the problem, mm. isn't it? Yeah. I think... Oh, which which tournament was it that had like a big sharp glass
0: trophy? The, the Mae Young. <laughs> yeah, trophy, that yeah. didn't
1: get used as a weapon, thankfully. No,
0: <laughs> that trophy was nearly as dangerous as the Fabulous Moolah. I think should be locked away, like. <laughs> Coming up next... Come on. Main event time. Undertaker the chairman of Dead Man Inc. Mm -hmm. Taking on the two-man power trip. My brother, Kane and I, we got beat down. This is sick! My God Almighty! Stop it! Stop it! Stone Cold is breaking that arm in so many different places! My God, enough is enough! The Brothers of Destruction have been destroyed! Now warn those boys if you screw with me or my family. I'm going to hurt you. Undertaker! Undertaker with a chain! Undertaker attacking Austin! Undertaker's got Austin! Came out of nowhere for oh. him! They didn't listen. Let's let the
1: pain and suffering begin. Tonight,
0: I'm going to make them boys famous. 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 This one, they, they actually did their homework. We actually got a pay-per-view-worthy recap package that weaved yeah, in the so story
1: of the two-man power trip. It's not about pay-per-view-worthy, but it was at least an original one. This is yep. at least a new piece of work. We didn't have Michael Hayes do the VR. No, so no. This was actually a new video package. But then the two-man
0: power trip won another. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it includes the no mercy. Yes!
0: <laughs> one hour, 55, 27. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it was great. The highlight of this package, don't know about you, Adam, J.R.'s commentary. There's yeah. so many moments where the cane's been attacked. He's like, no! yeah, Stop it!
1: Stop this! That's what... That's the, the real, like buttress of this whole feud has been Jr. Yep. and his his still like his bleeding heart over the fact that Austin betrayed all of us. Hey,
0: and Adam, I've just read Jr.'s book and no one's as broken hearted about Austin Aww. turning heel as Jr. because he thought it was bad business. He did yeah, and I think he channeled that very well because when he's like, "No, stop this, <laughs> not this way," I just bought a new house. <laughs> literally, literally, <yeah. laughs> I like that they ended on, I'm going to make them boys famous, famous, famous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they they
1: really need someone to help make them famous. They're at the height of their success
0: right now. Austin coming out looking ornery. The cut was good. Very good work on that cut. I was very disgruntled at the start because I wanted to show Joe Stephanie's two thousand and one on point outfit. But Triple H was so big and vascular, he literally took up the whole screen. She was there for three (laughs) seconds and fuck this, I'm off. Little head in the background, you know? And then Lillian
1: tells us something here which immediately ruined any investment I had in this match whatsoever. (laughs) that the Undertaker if he can pin Stone Cold Steve Austin he'll be WWF champion that's it
0: right I always knew that this was the story of it I, I, I didn't realise I knew this was the story but I only knew this because f- people I knew in school who had convinced their parents to pay the £14.99 or whatever it uh-huh. is they were like oh and then he pin- Like they described it like a classic dusty finish right like and he beat him and everyone was like oh my god you did it. he beat him but then afterwards they were like it was the wrong man you painted. Oh no! Mm. That's not how it's played no. at all. Imagine a dusty finish, if you will, if the Midnight Rider comes out to take on the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. At the start, the ring announcer is like, just so everyone knows in the NWA, <laughs> if you go over the top rope, that's a DQ. So <laughs> keep your eyes peeled, particularly during the end of the match. <laughs> if anyone sails over there, even in a big brew ha-ha, he's not winning the belt. That's it. We may as
1: well have had Lillian go, and if he pins Triple H, he'll win the match. But he won't get any championships, even though Triple H is the Intercontinental Champion.
0: And the announcers, four or five times, they're like, just so you know, he has to pin Austin. He's got to pin Austin if he wants to win that title. Who's scared of looking stupid? Are they scared of them thinking we think the fans are stupid for buying that stip? Or are they scared of The Undertaker for looking stupid? Because like, for me... Taker wanted to beat these men up so bad because of what they've done to his family. Yeah. No one kills my family but me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and maybe the boy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, I thought that it was an easy thing that Taker loses the run of himself. Yeah. He... Beats them all up. He gets Triple H dead to rise He's like, fuck you. And then it's like, oh, I got so wound up. But no, it's Undertaker's just like, take care of business, boy. It's a, I, it's a handicap match as well. But wouldn't that melt to that, boy? Maybe I do. If I don't, no big deal. I'm going <laughs> to win it later on. Then, all right, like right. I'm glad you're fucking excited. There's a lot of bad things happening in this match, folks. Yeah. This is the sight of three men who think they can sleepwalk through a match who haven't gotten their sleep. Yes. So they are just sleeping through the match. And at other points, <laughs> walking.
1: <laughs> the first bad thing that I caught happening in this match is when Paul Heyman calls Booger Red Big Daddy Dead Man
0: for fuck's sake there was someone in the crowd with a sign that said that really? as well really
1: oh he's just reading off the fan signs now that's then. Billy's
0: <laughs> job you're on commentary mate what's got, going got on got all of
1: Taz's pre-prepared remarks and then he's reading the rest off the fan signs as well, well like. my
0: favourite fan sign was Undertaker a decade of bad promos <laughs> No yes. Really It was on the hard cam Adam it's our people I'd hazard a guess Those are Dan seven tier backers In the front row With that one. <laughs> Oh, I hope he saw that Fucking brilliant That's He so saw good. that And then he was like bow, bow. You know selling like the Rikishi Sig face Nah He would he would
1: have seen it But then he would have had His mental moves That would have helped him Get <laughs> over it immediately but Yeah but...
0: Him going, I'm going to ignore us And not wrestle properly For the rest of the This is fucking shit This, this is sucks.
1: awful You know who held the worst main events we've ever seen on a UK show for sure?
0: Kane was clearly the glue that held together that passable main event. Absolutely, it's just not good. Undertaker is just slowly worked over. Austin is like demented, he's like he's in there trying to prove that he can still go and he's a top guy and he's Mm. the champ. I get it, but Austin is like. He was slick with sweat. He was like Hogan at WrestleMania 5. The, yeah. He was like a hot dog after like three <laughs> minutes. Because he's in there and he's banging on them ropes. And I swear to you, Adam, I was watching. I know what happened with Taker and Ben Watt at, at a UK show. Mm. Where the ropes went bing and they knocked yes. off. But it was like they were rest inside a trifle. They would Triple H would <laughs> go, come on, and hit the turnbuckle. and the ropes were like rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah, the state it, of them. It was like they were prepping a Mr. Blobby running and they wanted them all <laughs> goosed up for him to look extra wacky. It was really bad. So anytime Austin was going off the ropes, he was like "Yeah," and he was trying to put the work in and all he was doing was tiring himself out and tiring out the crowd oh the crowd are dead now absolutely dead thankfully someone's been
1: handing out whistles in the crowd so they've got like a new thing to play with to keep themselves busy but they are not interested and
0: Triple H is like you know I'm working smart not hard this is how you should do it champ and he's coming in and he's like you know slowly working overtaker but like for me you and WWF do this to this day they did it at Wrestlemania Backlash folks 2022 of all years if you were doing the match and the story is and then we beat on you and we grind you down. Then you get a little hope spot, but then we beat on you and you grind you down. Maybe if the crowd don't react for hope spot one and two, mm. maybe rethink hope spots three and four. Because if that doesn't fucking click with the crowd, it's the most boring thing Literally. in the world to watch hope spots be ignored. And it
1: feels like you're getting antagonistic. If you, do, <laughs> keep, if you keep doing it, like insisting, like, no, you will enjoy this. Like, no. Fucking listen to the crowd and change your pace.
0: Now Austin has got snazzy new knee braces. Yes. Which Michael Cole tells us shows that Austin is on a power trip.
1: Media studies Michael Cole here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you watching Breaking
0: Bad, Michael. <laughs> got some big theories. The colour of yellow on Wall's shirt signifies that I'm a misogynist. <laughs> Yeah, I've really looked into, i spent around 100 hours looking into the footage from Breaking Bad and just at the end of it, I hate women. I just I think, hate, I hate I, her. I, I just think Skyler's a bitch. I, I think that's all there is to it, like. I love when he steals the baby and she's helpless. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, there's a... Uh, there's a, a big upsie
1: doodle and ding dong happens in this one. Is this Does this involve Triple H shouting by any chance?
0: Oh, it is. All right, you tell me about this, and then we'll get into my one, which is okay. less of the funny and more on the terrifying side There's, of things. At
1: two hours and 19 minutes and 37 seconds, we get literally, I don't normally notice these things, you usually have to point them out, but this is the loudest I've ever heard a wrestler bellow at their opponent. Is this is when Triple H grabbed the house mic He's like, <laughs> I, I said the next spot is... <laughs> Undertaker choke slams Steve Austin, and he's literally like hands on his hips, looking around. Great <laughs> Cali, looking goofy ass <laughs> motherfucker. And Triple H is on the outside of the ring, going, "Cover him!"
0: After the choke slam, cover. Triple H is down. Cover him. Cover cover him. Co- cover him. <laughs> what happened to Undertaking this match? He threw six choke slams in this match. I heard uh, on the Observer. I
1: didn't notice this myself, but I saw in the Observer afterwards at some point Austin does a knee onto Undertaker's yes, head it
0: was cut from this and an
1: exposed wire from his knee brace <laughs> slices open Bugger Red's face which is why he gets that I thought like is he bladed because he's bladed the side of his temple it's an awful place he's they got, never do it there he's like, got a
0: trickle of blood you see at the corner of his earlobe and yeah. then at the end of the match he, he turns to the side and it's literally half his face half like, his head Yeah. so yeah, I think it was cut out of the network because I rewind right. I couldn't see it it was so innocuous I was Worried because when the blood happened, I thought, "Oh, is he gonna like ropes get caught up? Did he get like McFoley or something?" Jesus! I looked up about what happened with the ear. Mm. He did get a very, very nasty laceration, really, really badly. And if you don't want to hear something disgusting, said, skip forward around thirty seconds about now, folks. He had to get plastic surgery done on it, like old Kevin did when he got his head split open. Uh-huh. But to preserve it on the flight back to to the United States for his, his surgery in New Jersey. They had to butterfly the ear at him. Ooh, like a Nando's chicken. It's cut it open and go. Wow. And they had to do a little bit of a mini vivisection on the dead man's ear. Why did he leave that out? Because I've just remembered you
1: talking about this now on the Tales from the Dead Man on the WWE oh, Network. Oh yeah. There was a little drawing of Sad Undertaker with his bandaged ear, and he's talking wow. about the UK tour. He didn't mention no
0: butterfly in then. Oh. No. Huh. Another poultry preparation technique <laughs> in the spicy menu offerings of the career of the dead man. Oh, <laughs> shh. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the fucking match. <sighs> uh, hey Undertaker, I think his brain fell out of his ear when they got cut up in there, because he's, he's out of sorts. He's like the big green lad they've brought up from NXT. Hey, yeah, on Harlan, do you want to run, run the ropes there? He's fucking, he's out of place. Yeah. He's waddling around. There's not enough they can do, I think, to keep him strong and keep them strong. Too many people need to look strong. You got like Stephanie distracting the refs so they can hit him with a yeah. chair. but like, That's doing no one anyone favours, nope. really. So it really starts to roll... When the Undertaker kind of comes back from Austin's braces falling asunder, the blood is flowing. He tries to get a bit of momentum going. And this is like when we get like kind of a a series of moves that felt like these aren't the men to be doing them. Mm. Like Taker rolls to the outside, thinking, right, safe place for you lads. I'm going to do a bit of walking. Yeah, that's it.
1: Bop, bop, bop.
0: He catches Triple H off the apron and gives him what I can best describe as a playground choke somewhere. Yeah. Just. And the timing's clearly messed up because not one second after Triple H goes through that table, he's back up in the ring. Yeah. You got Vince McMahon coming out in here all yep. of a sudden. And they just go ham. There's three choke slams. We get Vince yep. chokeslam. Vince takes a better choke slam than fucking Austin. Yeah. Which is bad. He gets a choke slam, Austin gets a choke slam, Triple H gets a choke slam, and another choke slam. And then he pins Triple H right there clean in the middle.
1: Fucking dumbass. That is why has all three men done. I think Austin may have rolled to the outside. I think Austin's not in the ring he pins Triple H Austin comes in the ring and he immediately chokeslams Austin and Austin's laid out so if he'd just waited a second he could have pinned the champion why was this the preferred finish to I make Undertaker guess. look like a moron
0: but like the people who really didn't take it are the crowd because <laughs> the crowd I don't think are privy to what's happened so when they say he's the winner and that's that like a new champion here in England but Taker I thought they did do the thing where he's like Taker gets the belt he posts the fans in, and, no, like, yeah. no, 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 no. and then Vince steals it, it yeah, and they all run away no.
1: Undertaker's pleased as punch with this outcome Undertaker's
0: like like, I did it I managed to not win the title and
1: commentary are trying their hardest to try and save this by being like that's got to be the biggest most significant victory of the whole year Paul that's such a huge win for The Undertaker
0: The Undertaker this is literally how they described us this is the last line of commentary before we leave and say goodnight The Undertaker has sucked the power from Stone Cold and Triple H tonight sucked the power yeah it did suck yeah it it absolutely did now the problem here is is that you've got a rowdy UK audience Mm. they were expecting something to happen or they were expecting nothing to happen and then they get given something they think is happening Yeah, and then they're told quite quickly no no it's not happening it's not happening at all folks and they start throwing stuff in the ring. Yeah, the cameraman is
1: trying his damnedest to avoid it, but you can see it is flying in thick and fast.
0: So I read some fan reports from the old forums about what was happening here. Some bad times as apparently Heyman and Cole ran for cover immediately. And this is bad because the folks who were ringside, the most of them weren't the usual crew. And I could tell because when Triple H came over and Undertaker prepped the announce table, the two lads holding the cable started laughing. Oh, <laughs> they no. They are like, ah, oh, look, they come over here. Ah. <laughs> so Cole and Heyman had to fucking get out of Dodge. Yep. Around 100, 150 bottles were thrown in the ring. Yep. And Stephanie got fucking beamed with a full bottle of water. Yeah, in the face. Ouch. Apparently
1: Triple H was screaming at fans, like, full on lost his temper, like, couldn't believe it.
0: That's a fuck up on the WWF's part and then some.
1: Bad vibes. That's, that's what you get awful. that's what you get for thinking that this is an acceptable finish for your
0: like don't get me wrong I'm you not saying you can do the bullshit finish it's fine it's just but do make the it one, a finish yeah like do the one that makes the fans go on the journey with you like because yeah. what were they expecting they were arena full of people to go fair play though he sucked the power from them well you know
1: <laughs> fair play that's it and I'm not saying it's ever okay for people to start throwing shit at the performers that's not on but the WWE should have seen this coming that they were gonna have a very hostile unhappy crowd here H- if- Heyman Holmes and
0: fucking Chris (laughs) Tarrant throwing big bottles of they didn't want to give us that
1: (laughs) but like if they had just done what you said where Undertaker's like give me that belt and then Vince takes it back chokeslam to Vince last ride or whatever and then it's like yeah fuck you guys but instead, it's like Undertaker is pleased. He he did what he wanted to do. He, he couldn't do any
0: post-match shenanigans because I think he was straight away to get his ear
1: butterfly. Yeah,
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> and again, just think about that for a fucking second. Like, <laughs> like I don't oh, want to. Oh my God! <laughs> Genuinely I was going to have chicken tonight. <laughs> Big smile on his face. Think about that. <laughs> That's, That's fucking, great. Isn't it's it is wild <laughs> with the bone and everything. fucking hell all. Oh, it's... you know,
1: I said to you yesterday when I watched his pay-per-view, we're going to have to make our own fun for this show. I think we've done exactly don't, don't that. Don't say more,
0: Yeah, I was hoping it'd be one of... Oh, it's one of these UK shows. Uh-uh. It was one of those one UK of those. shows. Mm. I mean, it was a... Last day of school that made you worried about your exams and the year ahead. Yes. And the fact that you've no plans for summer and all of your friends are going away to Alicante in Spain. <laughs> it was that type of a last day of school. But we still found our fun, didn't we? We did. I cannot recommend you to watch this show. At all, I don't think I'd recommend any of no. it.
1: Not, not a single match is not like a, check not this out. Not a
0: single bit of us. I'm
1: really struggling to think of what I would say for match of the night and MVP here as well. Like, I
0: mean, if you want to see Amon Holmes and Chris Tarrant side by side, the mega powers. <laughs> like
1: give Tarrant the MVP award
0: for this. I think show. he might. I mean, they may end up being like if if they're not the caption contest. I don't know what to tell <laughs> you. I don't what know the what fuck to are we tell doing. You. What doing are we even show? doing this show for? <laughs> Well, what did you think of this episode of a UK pay-per-view persuasion? Let us know in the comments below. And as always, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your audio, make sure you leave us an old rating or review. If you are wondering how come we're at this point in time in 2001 running parallel to other many side series adventures, Hmm. it's because Adam and I are only doing that Smackdown crawl. We started the very ever first episode of Smackdown way back when we started a Patreon, over five years ago now folks and that's right every month we've been uploading at least two pieces of content minimum since then so you've got an awful lot of content there's never been a better time to become a backer from the agar podcast because you've got yourself awesome amounts of content you've got all that SmackDown crawl you got all the bibelotech and if you like what we're talking about now these new green pastures we're covering it week to week now that's it right there every week we're doing every single episode of
1: Smackdown this whole period and honestly it's it's a weird ride folks we've done nearly 90 episodes of Smackdown Crawl now we've got a fucking heap of Tech book reports we just wrapped up the Jimmy Corderas referee's tale
0: three parts each to nearly three hours in length uh-huh. in depth proper like when people hear book reports it's not a little text file that we've written or like 10 no, minutes no, into no, no, a no, zoom no, mic no no. no no we sit down this is a proper fucking series probably our most in depth series ever that's it for better or for worse we go through these books with a fine tooth <laughs> comb and me and Billy have just wrapped up our
1: extensive look at the chaos comics the WWF did in the late 90s and early 2000s comics featuring The Rock, Stone Cold China and The Undertaker Mankind as well oh that was the best one spoiler oh, alert oh baby let me and tell you. I am very proud to say I'm gonna keep bringing this up every opportunity I get that the next book report that is coming on the horizon it's not going to be in the BiblioTech, folks. It's going to be in the Reading Ranch. He's got the book in his hand right now, folks.
0: Kevin, what have I assigned you to review for us? I'm going to be taking my own journey into darkness. Yes! As I take a look at this surprisingly slim novel by Michael Chiappetta. <laughs> Long Island Ice Chi It may not be 2011 And I may not be Starred for Zack Ryder content But I'm still coming for you.
1: <laughs> so Journey Into Darkness Redux Coming soon to Patreon
0: And we made another change To one of our tiers Our $10 backers Get access always To our monthly Q&A episodes Myself, Adam and Billy Go on a rotation Where we answer your questions Talk about all things From plans of the podcast thoughts and feelings on current modern wrestling stuff we've covered stuff we're going to cover there are now themed Q&A episodes we've just finished a bibliotech themed one And there was a special SmackDown crawl-themed one as well to commemorate reaching WrestleMania 17 on the crawl. We did. God, that was a good
1: time. It feels so long ago we did WrestleMania 17.
0: Bam it, Uh. (laughs) non-factor. But thank you again to all of our fans who support us on Patreon because there's a reason we don't have ads every two seconds and there's a reason why we don't have corporate sponsors or people telling us what to do. Mm. It's because we do it for our fans and we are supported entirely by our backers, Thank you for everyone who's chucked us $5 a month. It's a little bit of money to get a lot of content, and we appreciate every single one of you. New content every month. And don't forget, $20 backers, get all those old commentary tracks. Yeah, Adam, I believe the next time we're settling down for a recording... There's some boys' picks.
1: Yes, there is. There
0: are some discussions to be had.
1: And in the words of Adam Bibolo, Kevin, I've got a lot to say about this one. Oh, really? I I feel like I'm sitting on an atomic bomb here, the things I want to say about boys' picks. But we're going to have to save it. Me and Billy got into it a little bit. Yeah, we, you are going to have to save. Yeah, the, the Chaos Comics. Save the podcast. Yeah, Ka- Chaos Comics is just me and Billy. So I yeah, did listen to that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know you did. Know, yeah. We'll have a chat about that after we finish recording. It's, a good, it's funny because me you, know,
0: you mentioned that one. It's like oh, it's always like a last day of school, isn't it? Like yeah. you know, but it's funny. This is like a last day of school, but you didn't call me a rat bastard <laughs> in this episode, did you?
1: <laughs> it's, it's literally like teacher is away, so we can say whatever we want about teacher. Yeah, teacher's and,
0: got a live cam of what's yeah, going
1: on. Me and Billy may have said a few things about Kevin to get it mm-hmm. off our <laughs> chest.
0: Well, don't forget, folks. In boys' picks, it's up to me to reveal what season five is going to That's be. That's true. Are you enjoying that now. I look forward Have to a season good time. five. Had a good time with all of your sowing. Yep. And then season five, the season of reaping, <laughs> from Captain Kevin Man and all my friends at the ranch. You think we can control our narrative? Well, you just wait and fucking see. I'm not going to control my narrative. I'm going to control your goddamn narrative. How You're gonna about be controlling
1: Joe's narrative when you and her review it on How To Wrestling's Patreon. Thank you very much.
0: Well, Joe and I recently got engaged, and she made me promise pre engagement as a prenup that I wouldn't do it for her if we did it for the Atchira podcast. Yeah, and how's that panned out? Well, I'm doing the Q&A this month, so you can hear all about my engagement (laughs) and all the wrestling contracts law that went into it as well. As always, thanks for listening, and thanks for checking out the UK pay-per-views. But we'll be back in the UK pay-per-view scene before you know it for Manchester, for Rebellion, perhaps with more enthusiasm than anyone mustered here tonight on this show. (laughs) Until next time, it's going to be a goodbye from me, Captain Kevin. And me, Adam. And we'll see you next time on the Adity podcast. And I'm sitting on a table with, like, David Cameron and Trevor McDonald, and thinking, how much bigger can we get? You know, next year, Obama, you know? Obama! I love curry! Obama! I mean...